If you are in Sydney or Melbourne, listen up because we have some exciting news for you. Listen. Yeah, listen. Saturday, July. (laughs) Melbourne, we are doing Do Go On The Quiz Show live one night only or one afternoon only. Part of the Replay Festival at Comedy Republic on Saturday, July 6th at 3pm. This is 2024. And then the next weekend in Sydney, we are going up for a live Do Go On podcast at the fabulous Ritz Cinema on Saturday, July 13th at 3pm. Also 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yeah. Listen. 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 And get tickets. Buy tickets. Tickets at dogoonpod.com. Come. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and before me, the people that you know and love, Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Always before Dave. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Is that good? Are you being um, is that are you being nice or mean? Yeah, I felt like that I was standing on the altar and you're my subjects. All oh, right. Okay. Before me. Yeah, it makes sense that yeah. you would feel that way. Well, before me on the bill, my supporting acts. There we go. Oh, okay. Uh, before you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God, he's got so much confidence for such a weird looking man. Man. It is Where weird. does it come from? It, it doesn't does make from? any sense. Makes no sense. Like, you are not connected to reality in any way. I that's think, part of the charm. I don't think Steve Bashimi has this much I reckon he does. Confidence. He's a really, he's, he's got charisma, baby. Okay. And what he does. Well, and seen him? He's who great. else has charisma? Serial killers. Uh, yeah, that's true. that's true. I was just going to say anyone but Jess Perkins. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not a serial killer or a cult leader. Is that true? Yet. Okay, thank you. I'm just putting that in there in case people are listening in 20 years and I've taken a turn, <laughs> you know? What kind of cult are you going to have? Um, probably like a really nice one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're giving yourself an out there because it would be so embarrassing if you were a murderous cult leader one day to look back and yeah. realise that you'd said you weren't one. Can you How imagine? embarrassing. Because like they, they would pull that up in the the media would have a frenzy like, oh, look, she said she wasn't. Was it a cover all along? Uh, just to, at the point of, at the time of recording, I'm not, nor do I have any intention, but I'm just saying never say never. You yeah, know? you'd reserve that right. I don't know what is possible. I could have a some sort of mental snap. Yeah, you do it most weeks. I do. <laughs> I'm a roller coaster. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> well, I just ride the roller coaster. Let me tell you about some upcoming live shows. They're going to be both fun 
and live. Oh, <laughs> the big two. Yeah. <laughs> we tick both boxes. Are they going to be educational? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's a half tick. Hell yeah, yeah. Half yeah. T- Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we were coming to Adelaide for the first ever time. Now, people told us not to go there because <laughs> of the crime rate. Is no, that true? No, because of... It was because of the church rate. Yeah, no, so because of the fact that you don't like to buy tickets in Adelaide. We've sold a few, which we're very happy to the people that ha- have bought tickets, but it is a bit lacking behind the other big cities we've been to before. So yeah. Adelaide, come on, socks. come on. The uh, listener to ticket buyer ratio could be better. Yeah. <laughs> let me just say... I'm, let me sorry, just say. I'm sorry to use that kind of language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave's going, oi, you dickheads. And Matt's like... Hey, nah, come on. No, I think it, I think there I think it's going to be great. It's already I mean, even if it stopped right now, it's going to be a great fun show. 100%. And that is at um March 10 at the National Wine Centre in Adelaide, which is going to be the hottest new hub of the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Yeah, it's in a great spot looking at it on the map. I got I, I can't wait to be there. I'm going to I'm going to take a a Friday or a Monday off because it's a Sunday afternoon and make a long weekend of it. Adelaide Fringe oh. is the time of year we're going and that is a fantastic time to be in that Dave, Take the that Monday off, Dave, please. Oh, it's a visit- public holiday here in Vic, so, yeah, you should. Really? Let's oh. have a couple of shandies after sure. the show. I love that. Might go meet some of those beautiful pandas. What? Yeah, They've Adelaide's, got two pandas. Adelaide's what? famous pandas. What? Yeah. Can I come? Yeah, they're great. Oh, you hesitated. Fine, I'll go alone. Hey. Between me and the pandas. Oh, <laughs> okay. Big fan, big fan. Uh, we're also doing the following month. Uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival starts at the end of March, goes through to April. We're doing four Saturday afternoon podcasts. Come on down. Yep. Love to see you there. They are always some of the most fun shows we've ever done. Third year in a row. It's actually more like come on up because this year we're moving to upstairs. Yeah, we're, we're leaving that basement at the European Beer Cafe and going to the second floor. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, only uh, maybe a couple of them will go out in the feed and a couple of them uh, will only be able to hear, be heard in the room. And be able to heard in the room. <laughs> the Swedish chef's going to be there. Absolutely right. <laughs> Matt debuting, debuting a new character there. Uh, also, uh, if you're up for live stuff, I'm touring my new show, Bone Dry, uh, starting in less than two weeks in Perth, uh, then going to Adelaide. At the Wine Centre, then Brisbane at the Powerhouse and Melbourne at the Chinese Museum. You can find out all these dates and uh, links to tickets at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. And Dave Warnicky has really been whipping this show into shape. My goodness. Every... I have not taken off this beret in months. <laughs> He's sitting on a direct. He ordered a director's chair with his name on the back. Oh, stenciled on there. Every good bit of the show is because of him, and every bad bit of the show is because I have not worked hard enough, as Dave keeps telling me. Mm. Mm. I've made you feel like shit. <laughs> you really have. Whipping me, like literally whipping yeah. me into shape. But I'm your hype man, Yeah. and I've just been sending you like emojis, a little thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're making him weak. <laughs> and we balance you out. <laughs> The angel on one shoulder yeah. and a real asshole on the other. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That dog does not deserve any emojis. Director- He's not been writing enough or funny enough. Director Dave is mean. He's real mean. He's hey, so but the mean. show will win awards. I guarantee it. <laughs> wow. Oh. Okay. You're on the record, Dave. You just said that uh, into a microphone. I don't know if you know, but that thing in front of your face is a microphone. I also will be uh, holding an award ceremony at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Of the seasons, yes. and one of them might be uh, for the comedian who didn't work hard enough on his material, <laughs> so you don't want to win that award. Okay, okay. Dave, can there be a best hype man? Yeah, best hype man. Yes. There's a few people in the running, oh, fuck. let me just say. Who else? 
else? Well, who else has been hyping you behind my back? It's a secret ballot. This is bullshit. The Academy will be voting. This is rigged. I am furious. I'm excited by the process. <laughs> so lots of uh, lots of uh, fun comedy stuff coming around the country. I'd love to see you at Matt's Gigs or at one of our live podcasts. Now, this week, Jess, it is your turn to report on a topic because that's what we do on the show here. Matt and I do not know what it's going to be, often nominated by a listener. I believe the Patreon supporters have voted what you're going to talk about. They have. And you may have written a question. I have. That is exciting. New year, new me. Something I should just qualify quickly is um, sometimes people think that you have to be a patron to suggest topics. That's not true. Anyone can suggest topics. Absolutely. Open at all times. There's a little form you can find on our website. Submit a topic is the tab. It's dogoonpod.com. And it's just uh, most weeks there's a vote with patrons, but they they are often voting on non-patron suggested topics. So anyone can suggest a topic. Um, just thought I should clarify. Yeah, I said qualify, question, we often which do I believe get... was the wrong word. Oh. But looking back, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try and do oh, better. Oh, Dave, it's working. Yeah, I'm making him a better person. I get it now. You piece of shit. Yeah, it's like a tough love thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like a like a major pain thing. Yeah, I love you the most, but I won't tell you. Wow. So forget that. It's <laughs> beautiful. Thanks, Damien Waynes. <laughs> Damien Waynes. <laughs> Damien Sorry, Waynes. Damien. <laughs> All right, I did write a question. I'm very pleased with myself for that. And I hadn't heard of this topic, so I'd be interested to see if either of you have. So my question is... Okay, I haven't got one in a while, I reckon. Who is the subject of the rhyme that I'm going to say for you now? Oh, I know this one. It's old MacDonald. No. Oh, that is good. Good, good, good. I've heard of him. That's not... Can I say the rhyme and then... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I know I misunderstood the question. Who is the subject of the rhyme, old <laughs> MacDonald? <laughs> Secretly, it was about the pig all along. <laughs> this rhyme. <laughs> Took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. Oh, oh I, I do, do know. know that. 40 wax with a wet noodle, Simpsons, Milha- um, Martin Prince. It, it is. is. Do you know this one, Matt? It's uh, an American woman. Uh, axe. Does she rhyme with axe? Axe. No, it rhymes with fizzy Forden. Oh, Lizzie. Yep. What's the second bit? Forden. <laughs> Forden, Morden, Corden, Dorden, Borden. Borden. Lizzie Borden. Yeah, 40 wax with a wet noodle. Dave, um, for the person who is out there tracking who's getting the most right, that one goes to me. That is a real slap in the face with a wet noodle. <laughs> Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. 41 what? Oh, man. I mean, they've got to be specific in the old. Yeah. So had you home. heard of it only because of The Simpsons? Oh, it's one of those things It's hard to know. Yeah. I know, yeah, a l- like tiny. I could sum it up in a sentence like that's that lady that was an axe murderer. That's it. Nice. All but it I, might be from The Simpsons. Yeah, I think all I know about is that that rhyme or even it might even be from this show that people people have uh, yeah. told me to read into it because I, I know that it's very famous in America and not really outside of America. Yeah, and it's a long time ago as well. It's like over 120 years ago, probably longer. Like it's a long, yeah. So it's, it's not... hard to say for sure. <laughs> I definitely could, but I'm bad at maths. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take a stab here. <laughs> Well, that's exciting because I'd love to know more about it, to be honest. Well, and obviously our Patreon supporters agree. Bad luck because I've researched something else. Oh, okay. um, yeah, I put a few uh, topics up to the vote and I was surprised that this was um, 
a winner, but by a relatively small margin. Like the next, the second topic was behind by under twenty votes, I reckon. Yeah, right. So it was fairly tight, but Toit. this was this was the winner, and this has been suggested by Matt Hall, Mike Winkler, Dylan Loghead, and Julie Bay. Jess, we gotta stop making up people like Loghead. If, just say some listeners did. If you can't back it up with real sounding names, I thought Mike Winkler was pretty good. Mike, all of those names were fantastic. They just are not real people. Didn't we have? Didn't we thank Mike Winkler? Yeah, look, I'm. Henry I don't. Winkler's son. I don't care how many times we thank week. someone, but it doesn't make them real. Okay. You know, look, I'm thanking uh, Mr. Sheffield again, but unfortunately, he's a <laughs> fictional character. Matt, these people are now listening and having a real identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, hang on. But they're like, "Am I not? Re- have I not been real this whole time?" Oh, twist! There's a twist. Yeah. You're doing that to them. Okay. Just as part of this little bit you're doing. Well. This cute little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's assuming they exist, which they don't. Wow. So how do you listen when you don't exist? Fuck, good point, eh? Unless they're, you know, the author has written that into their story. That they they have the ability to listen? Yep. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're definitely sorry for... real people. Great names, though. Love it. Loghead, especially. Yeah, it's a good one. Winkler. Winkler's Very so much so. Who else do you have there? Julie Bay. Julie Bay. I mean, as if there's someone out there in the world called Julie Bay. What about Matt Hall? You got a problem with Matt Hall? Matt Hall? You, what? Matt Hall? I cannot. What language are you speaking? Isn't that what you would name the Grand Hall in your mansion? Yeah. Matt Hall? That's the hall where I keep all my doormats. <laughs> How many You'll you find them in Matt Hall. Why have you got so many doormats? Why, why were all the questions? Well, that's a Guards, weird... that's... <laughs> take her away. That's a weird thing to have a lot of. Is it? Yeah. You're weird. Your face is weird. Your oh, dad's weird. That's mean. If I had a whole, I'd have uh, gym mats and I'd learn to do a backflip. That's how it's been. How would you learn? With a gym coach? Yeah. And a big trampoline. Fuck yeah. I always wanted to be able to do that, but probably I have a, a bad back. Probably a harness. <laughs> it's just not worth it. Not worth the risk. Anyway, so on the 4th of August, 1892. Ooh, oh, good year. Good year. Andrew Borden and his wife, Abby Borden, were found dead in their home, both showing signs of being struck with a hatchet. Uh, Andrew's daughter, Lizzie, was accused of the crime, was charged with their murders. However, she was acquitted the following year as the evidence submitted against her was mostly circumstantial. This has got to be the quickest report of all time. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. That's fantastic. That was fascinating. She killed her parents, but she didn't. That was, he really whizzed through that. I guess we'll never know who did it. Yeah. This sucks because I was, I was so excited to like try this new structure and I was like, how am I going to do it? I think I'm going to do it like this and then we'll go back and then we'll go through, you know? Yeah. And immediately two dot points in, you've shat all over it. Yeah. Oh, that's how you're starting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I meant. Sorry, well, it's a beautiful start. I can't wait to hear more. Well, you're going <laughs> to. This is probably my longest report yet. You're going to hear wow. a, a metric fuck ton more. Oh, that's a lot more, wow, metrically okay. speaking. Yes. Um, she and her trial became a national sensation, and she's gone down in history as a killer who got away with it. Oh. oh. Or is she a killer? Oh. And did she get away with it? <laughs> but she definitely is a sensation. Yeah. Oh, she's a sensation. She was a 
Bullet up the charts. <laughs> oh, gosh. So let's have a look at what happened on that day. Bullet up the charts. Ow. Where's a chart? Point to your charts. Oh, I can't. Is it near your chuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's the one next to your chuff. Right. Next to. Hey, come on. You got you double barreled. Yeah. Double date. Double date, Dave. No, I'm a double dater. <laughs> got a chuff, got a chart. Which one do you want? <laughs> Neither, please. <laughs> None for me. <laughs> I've already eaten. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, I get this a lot, so fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yet he still has that confidence. It makes no sense. It comes out of my chart. Okay. <laughs> I've got something no one else does. <laughs> All right. Let's. So we're having a look. We're going back. We're going back to the beginning. Oh, I like that flashback. <laughs> so Lizzie, Andrew, Borden. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> Her dad gave her his name. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed off as well. I find that odd. I love it. She was born on the 19th of July in 1860. Because obviously he, she's getting his surname as well. Yeah. I could understand maybe getting the mother's name or something to sort of have a bit of her family going on. You've just taken both names, mate. Yeah. Bit of yeah. a hog. Yeah, but, hogging it, Andrew. But maybe it was just, yeah, maybe it was just trying to mix things up a little bit. Had you thought about it that way? Maybe he maybe was, he was very progressive. He was trying to pioneer a new thing. Yeah, maybe it's because of him that Cameron Diaz is called Cameron. Whoa. Hmm, never thought about that. And Fred Astaire is called Fred Astaire. <laughs> Matt doesn't get it. But... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'll explain later. Astaire. <laughs> That's like a thing you climb up to go to the top floor. That's not a human name. Okay. So silly. It is silly. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, so she was born in Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh, great state. To Sarah no. and Andrew Borden. Uh, Andrew came from a wealthy family, but despite this, he grew up in a fairly modest surroundings. He eventually worked his way up and became very successful in the manufacture, uh, manufacture and sale of furniture and caskets and went on to become a successful property developer as well. He also directed several textile mills. He owned a considerable amount of property. <laughs> Directing like I do. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, shit. You're looming. It's terrible. <laughs> They're like, all right. Okay. This director is he's a real auteur. He's tough, but he, the results speak for themselves. Also selling furniture and coffins in the same shop. Wow, what do you want to? I don't know if it was the same shop. You want to sit down or lie down? I don't know if it was the same shop. Maybe they were adjoining shops. Okay. Um, he also somehow was the president of a bank. So he was a very busy man. What's he? Wow. Yeah. He does a lot. I like the idea that there's a greeter at the shop. They're adjoining. And depending on how sick or well they're looking, he'll guide them to one side <laughs> yeah. of the Oh, here, the coffins are for you, sir, this way. I imagine it more like a, a <laughs> wedding where it's like bridal groom. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, furniture or dead? <laughs> but once his decision is made, you can't go back. Yeah. So if you look, you're looking sickly, don't try and buy a couch because he'll put you in the <laughs> funeral parlor yeah. and he will not let you leave. You better not have allergies. <laughs> yeah. Hay fever and sneeze as you get to him and he's like, okay, right over okay. here. If We've you... uh, got something perfect in mahogany for you. <laughs> Socially awkward and he, he puts you in, in the coffin section and you're like, all right, well, I don't want to make a scene, so <laughs> I guess this is the end. <sighs> guess which one am I going to die in? <laughs> I'm very healthy and that's, young. That's how these work, right? You get yeah. in them and die. Yeah, eventually. 
Um, so Andrew's estate was valued at around $300,000, which is equivalent of $8.3 million today. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. So he was a millionaire. They were very wealthy. Um, Lizzie's mother, Sarah, died when Lizzie was two years old and her older sister, Emma, was 12. Um, two years later, shortly before Lizzie's fifth birthday, Andrew Borden married again to a woman named Abby Gray. And despite his crazy wealth, Andrew Borden was known to be really frugal. Um, their house had no electricity and no indoor plumbing, both of which were very common for wealthy people at the time. Oh, right. So it's not like he's just, the, you know, going with the times. No. He, he could have had it. He could have had it. It was quite it. common for people with money and he had a lot of money. But it was like, nah. Sometimes that's how rich people get rich, right? They just, they're, they're, tight they're real asses. tight with everything. That's how you did it, Dave. Is that? Hey. You got I, a tight chart? Yeah, uh, that's another great part about having a chart. Somewhere to keep your cash. I plan to be more like a JK Rowling type and like qualify for like the richest people, but then be disqualified because I gave so much of it away to yeah. charity because I'm such a good person. Right. But that's nice. only once I'm a bajillionaire. Yeah, then I'll course. start to help other people. Yeah, right. At this point, I'm looking after number one. I mean, it's not like you, yeah, you're not giving away 1% of your wealth now. Yeah. You'll wait till you have. What, 100... $10? <laughs> hey, it, it all helps. How much would I have if $10 is 1%? That'd be 100. Is that right? No. 1,000. <laughs> 1,000. $10,000? A million dollars? <laughs> Am one... I a millionaire? So you said you're looking after number one. Who's that? Me. Oh, that's a bit arrogant. In you, my think house. you think you're number one in, my house, in the world? In my house, I said. We're at, for Even now. Even more than the cat? I don't have a cat. And your car? Oh, fuck. My car is pretty good. you got a, quite a nice couch. I actually do. Yeah, I do have a good couch. The fridge oh, works shit. real well. No, the fridge is. And consistently. The, the fridge needs to go. You are lucky to make top 10 in that, that small apartment. You're right. My bookcase is sick, actually. Yeah, it's a beautiful bookcase. It's really nice. The toasts are very evenly. Toasts. It I've does. been hanging out when you're not around. <laughs> it's my toast is like a cute color. It matches my kettle. Yeah. Oh man, those two are good. They're a power couple. Yeah. My walk is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Don't know if you meant that, but power couple's very good. Thank you. Very good. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm number ten in my own house. <sighs> Top ten. Top yeah. ten. Well done. Yeah, I know. But then my boyfriend's moving in, so I'm going to be eleven. Oh, Ooh. push that. Well, you know, I reckon you give him a fair run. I reckon. You're doing well to be in the top ten. My place, bloody hell. Who's above you? They don't chart that low. <laughs> I chart that low. <laughs> 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 and Dave, let's not forget that when you're out of the house. <laughs> My girlfriend is second in charge. <laughs> She's still like, well, I can't make any decisions. <laughs> we also have a very nice toaster. There's a fire, but mm, Dave's not here, so the place will burn. <laughs> I'll just sit in the corner. <laughs> Wait for Dave to come back. That is the best. Anyway, um, so, yeah, they had no electricity, no indoor plumbing. They definitely could have, but they didn't. Um, and the house they lived in, it was originally built as a two-family home, but it was converted when the Borden, the Bordens bought it. That's hard to say. Um, and they converted it pretty cheaply. Like they just kind of knocked out some walls and added a staircase. So it kind of resulted in a house. A Freda staircase? <laughs> 
He's been waiting for you to say stare for so long. God, there'll be other chances too. So you just. I really up. had not been waiting. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, what are the chances he even says stairs? I'm going to say it a bit. I really thought I'd moved on, and unfortunately, uh, no. No, fortunately, it's the curse of Lizzie Bourdain. So, the- <laughs> so they've now got some sort of double mega mansion. Yeah, it's a bit weird. So it kind of resulted in a house where Lizzie and her sister had to walk through their parents' room to get up the stairs to go to the other rooms. Like it was a bit of a rabbit warren kind of house. That's a bad conversion. Mm. Yeah, you didn't think that through. They didn't play The Sims. I'm always thinking about that on The Sims. (laughs) I build hallways. Architecture. You got to build hallways. Matt halls. Matt halls. Yeah, everywhere. Because otherwise, like, I'm not walking through my sibling's room to go to the bathroom. Yeah, no good. No good. What is with that design? Yeah, that sucks. No good. Of that... Hypothetical Where, house. Where's your privacy? Yeah. What if they're wanking? Yeah, yeah. In the Sims. In the Sims. Or charting. Or charting. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't. I can't look at him. <laughs> Are you charting right now, Dave? <laughs> no, 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 please. You'd know. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, you'd know. <laughs> Dave, we lived with you when we were on tour. I didn't. I didn't know. At That's any why point. I was not allowed that mezzanine. Bedroom. Okay. Uh, when allowed it, you you beat me in rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I don't know if I won a single game of rock, paper, scissors over, overseas. <laughs> well. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> Let's go back to the tape. <laughs> Please, Jester, go on. <laughs> um, uh, they lived in a, a fairly affluent area, but it wasn't where the wealthy people in town lived. Like it was a nice area, but the the super wealthy people preferred to live in an area called the Hill, which seemed to be like the hip and fashionable place to live. But they decided to to live closer to the industrial area in a house that was nice, but not what was expected of people of their wealth. Might not have been affluent, but without indoor plumbing, it might have been effluent. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something would come of affluent, no, and no. I'm I'm very proud of you. I think I'm that. pretty sure I've stolen that from Catherine Kim. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, even the delivery sounded like you're a Kath and Kim character. Effluent. <laughs> yeah, I got this Australian accent I'm working on. <laughs> it's very good. Thank you. <laughs> now, um, Lizzie and Emma had fairly religious upbringings. Um, they attended church. They were involved in church activities. Lizzie taught at Sunday school to children of recent immigrants to the US and she served as secretary treasurer for the Christian Endeavour Society and was part of contemporary social movements like the Women's Christian Temperance Union, and she was also a member of the Ladies' Fruit and Flower Mission. Oh, that sounds like a sweet yeah, mission. Yeah, I didn't bother looking up what it was because I was like, it's something to do with fruit and flowers, and I'm yeah. all about that. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents retired last year, and now they live um, down at the beach, and mum, you know, starting to meet local people, and they're not that old. They're probably only in their early 60s, but she met some older people that are part of the local knitting club. Great. And someone was like, oh, you should join. Everyone else is probably 70 plus. And um, once a lady said to her, oh, you should join the club. And she got the, the president over and the president said, oh, we'd love to have you. But we like to only have 12 people at a time because that's how many chairs we have. So <laughs> oh. we'll let you know <laughs> when there's an opening. <laughs> when there's back. an opening is because someone's <laughs> yeah, died, right? Someone, and then the other lady who originally said to my mum goes, don't worry. 
I'm sure something will come up soon. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then mum's gone. To the, but get another chair. Yeah, the idea. Get that, another chair. <laughs> we only mom, like to have 12. Does so. your mum want to be a part of this club? She Is she care, a knitter? She, she doesn't care about knitting, but, you know, just a social. The lady was really nice. She, she was like, yeah, okay, maybe I'd be interested. And then sort of yeah. got the. That does sound a little bit to me like she didn't cut the mustard. Totally. <laughs> it does sound like a rejection, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they were looking after her feelings. With the, the, president, re- the president looked at her hands and was like, they are knitting. Yeah. She's never knitted a day in her life. Oh, she'd be a terrible knitter. Like, uh, so are you on the guest list? <laughs> For the fucking knitting club. Oh, sorry, mate. Not in those shoes. So- something will come up soon. Yeah. Ethel's looking pretty yeah, bad. Basically, someone will die. Don't worry about it. I'll make sure yeah. of it. Wow. So I'll keep you posted. If Please. mum joins the club, I'll let you know. I can, and then Wait, can which she club make us... The- the no, the first club, <laughs> okay. the knitting club. Can she make us scarves? Yeah, I'll get her right on it. Oh, that'd be so good. That'd be so great. Um, so, yeah, she's part of the fruit and flower mission. Not Fantastic. sure what that is, but it sounds great. What I'm trying to paint is a relatively normal and wholesome life. Yeah, right. She sounds like she's, she's No busy. signs of serial killers, you know? She didn't, like, burn pets or anything. She's pretty normal. Right. Um, they apparently, they didn't have the best relationship with their stepmother. Apparently they referred to her as... Mrs. Borden. They didn't really call her anything like mum or. Good morning, Mrs. Borden. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Even though formal. you're walking through her bedroom yeah. to get to the stairs. Yeah. Morning. <laughs> Borden. Um, different reports say different things about the relationship that Lizzie had with her stepmother, but it seems like it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't awful either. It was just kind of an average, you know, they had their ups and downs. Pretty Borden. Yeah, it's pretty Borden. Um, it's. Well, there they have been reports as well that, that Lizzie believed that Abby married her father for his wealth, so she wasn't too keen on her, but, you know, they weren't at each other's throats or anything. Bad choice of words there. Anyway. It does feel like it's the kind of, if you're after someone for their wealth, I'd be after someone who also spent their wealth a bit. Oh, it's imagine like, moving in or, with a multimillionaire and finding out that they don't bother spending money yeah. on electricity or plumbing. No, but you'd put up with it if he was like heaps older than you and he oh, would die and you in could the inherit. Club. But he's like five years older than her. <laughs> yeah. There's not a huge age difference. It's not like he's 40 years older and it's like a clear gold digger situation where you just have to hold on for a bit and then you inherit millions. It, yeah. It's not even that, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, which makes it seem like it's pro- probably maybe, look. I know these two very well, mm. and I just think she was in it for love. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. <laughs> lame. Yeah, there has well, to be something you if, benefit from it. If love is lame, then call me Mr. Lame, the love machine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to stick with that nickname? Or? No, no. Please, Mr. Lame, let's, the love machine. Let's, let's leave that one. You want to leave that one, love machine? No, let's leave that one there and move on, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, when I started that uh, yeah. sentence, I didn't didn't anticipate it ending there. Yeah, nah, but a quick note to future Jess when you're editing this to just change Matt's name in our group <laughs> chat to Love Machine. Oh, I love it. Dave can stay as Toilet Boy. <laughs> Forget it. Cause I love you. You don't see your own one. No, you don't. What am I, Lonely Girl? Uh, yeah. Still? I think Dave should be changed to Chart Boy. Yeah. Happy with that. Top of the charts. Noted. And something else will come up for me, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway. Top 10. Number 11 in her own house. Like <laughs> Shitter than a toaster. <laughs> um, Bridget Sullivan was the Borden's 25-year-old live-in maid who'd immigrated to the US from Ireland. 
Um, and she later testified that Lizzie and Emma really ate meals with their parents. So, like, they weren't a, a really close family. They were fine. They were still kids. Um, they were kids through all of this, right? I think this is a bit older. They were right. teen years, I'm telling you. Yeah, teens and, like, early 20s. Bratty teens? Probs. But, I mean, we all have that, don't yeah. we? They're probably playing video games. <laughs> Non-stop. That's why they're not at the dinner table. Yeah, they're playing Sims. They're eating while playing video games. Yeah. Mm. Double screening, probably. Triple even sometimes. Well, they've got the money. Yeah. Um, it should be noted here too that Bridget, the maid, was never referred to by her actual name by the Borden family. They called her Maggie, <laughs> which uh, Maggie one, source, one source said was the previous maid's name. <laughs> And which Andrew Borden had just continued to use for the new maid. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah. He sounds like so, a real piece uh, of work. Maggie, can you come in here? Actually, and he that, never listened. That's like a, yeah, like a bad movie trope. You know, yes. Like, often in comedies, there's one character who won't respect. Uh, actually, my name's uh, Darren. <laughs> okay, Greg. Yeah. 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 Nice one, Greg. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Classic Greg. I'll mostly refer to her as Bridget. But okay. if I say Maggie, I'm talking about Bridget. Okay. Right. We clear? Because yeah. also you also don't respect her. We oh, it. no. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> She's just the help. Yuck. Which is what he also called her. <laughs> help. Help. <laughs> um, this is a – so there's a few – this whole this whole case, this whole story is a lot of, like, contradictory information and a lot of stories that – uh, uh, some sources make to be this huge, big catalyst and others are just like, nah. So this is one of them. In May or June of 1892, so just before the incident, Andrew killed multiple pigeons that were in his barn. Um, he, well, one source says he killed them because he believed they were attracting local children into the barn to hunt them. Um, I'll hunt them first. Yeah, I'll kill them so that you have nothing to hunt. I don't want any local children in the barn. And was he using an axe to kill these pigeons? A hatchet, yes. To kill I was joking, to kill pigeons. Well. How do you get them throwing them? He's grabbed them and then just holds them and chops their head off. He's not just waving an axe around. How do you grab a pigeon? Amazing work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Surely you could get, anyway, good on him. It's the 1890s, guys. People are hatcheting pigeons. We're all doing it. (laughs) It was a different I know why I was. Yeah, I I loved it back then. But apparently Lizzie had recently built a roost for the pigeons and um, at the time it was commonly said that she had been devastated by her father's actions, but this is disputed heavily. In fact, in Lizzie's retelling of the events during her trial, she was pretty flat and matter-of-fact about it. She told the lawyers her father had twisted their heads off Oh, couldn't be sure. <laughs> That's much nicer. Yeah. That's so weird. And she didn't seem particularly concerned about the pigeons. How which... many times do you have to twist it before it comes oh, off? Oh, no, Dave, it's not like a sauce bottle. Okay. Yeah, you got to get a tea towel on it, <laughs> hit it on the, <laughs> on the ledge a few times, run some hot water over it. Wipe the bottom. Get a rubber glove. Did you ever yeah. do that one? What do you do with a rubber glove? It's good just... extra grip. Yeah, it's good grip. Oh, right. And then check your chart. Check your chart. <laughs> yeah. And then... <laughs> Yeah, normally. And then, um, yeah, you normally get it off after that. Otherwise, just chuck it away and try another one. <laughs> try another pigeon. But, yeah, so some some sources kind of made it seem like she was devastated by it, but she didn't actually seem particularly concerned. She kind of referred to them 
less like pets, more like livestock. You know, just like if he'd killed a goat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Now I get it. <laughs> I don't know why that was the first animal I thought of. Uh, new nickname, goat killer. <laughs> um. So, yeah, what, what was her? She was hoping to eat him. No, she, she well, she either didn't care about them or saw them as pets, depending on which source right. you're talking about. If you're trying to, like, deny a reason for killing someone, you would say, yeah, I didn't care that he killed my pets. I mean, what? I didn't care that he killed my pets. <laughs> <laughs> Not Tinsel. <laughs> tinsel. <laughs> don't know why that was my first name. No, but I love Pigeon it. name. Tinsel. Yeah. Tinny. Tinny running through the hey. barn looking for Tinsel. <gasps> oh, no. He's twisted Tinsel's head right off. Four twists. We all know that's how many it takes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all been to a pigeon's funeral and they do the ceremonial head twist off. Mm. Mm. One. Have the crowd chant along. The Two twists of the head. Ceremonially speaking, three twists of the head, and now for the final <laughs> twist. <laughs> As he, his little head drops into the little barrel. Okay, enough. The ceremonial barrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a bucket. <laughs> it says pigeon head. Oh, when you're in the future, when you're a cult leading serial killer, this yeah. is all going to be used as evidence. Laughing at the dead oh. pigeons. Yeah, goat killer. I yeah. said if. It's just a hypothetical, but it would be wild if it did happen. If I just snapped and did that, and then people listening back to this, it must be so eerie. Mm. Especially because one of the things you did was eat people's ears. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Thought that was a good idea. Very chewy. Anywho, based on the inquest statement, it appeared that Andrew didn't kill the pigeons out of malice towards his daughter. Allegedly, it was just so Abby could make a pigeon pie. Well, that bit grossed me out. Pigeon pie, yuck. I guess it's like a chicken pie in a way. Just a bird. But pigeon ugh. pie. Sounds better than chicken pie. Pigeon pie. Pigeon pie. Pigeon pie. It's just the alliteration that you That like. sounds like a nice sort of pet name for a loved one. Who's my little pigeon pie? <laughs> oh, oh, who's my little pigeon pie? <laughs> Who is? I am. Who? Oh, you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I didn't know you had that cutie patootie in you. I loved it. I loved seeing that. Thank you for being vulnerable in the hey, space. No worries. Thanks for having pigeon me. Pie. Follow <laughs> pigeon pie. Follow pigeon pie. pigeon pie. Oh, that is cute as shit. Um, so the next month, Lizzie and Emma travelled to New Bedford for a vacation. One source said they left because of a family argument, but other sources said the sisters were just going on holiday. Doing it for themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of this. There's a lot of, oh, I, it's because of this. And right. then you'll read somewhere else and it's like, no. Nah. Um, but apparently... After returning to Fall River a week before the murders, Lizzie chose to stay in a local rooming house for four days before returning to the family residence. So if they had had a fight, she wasn't ready to go home yet. Right, a bit of a holiday detox perhaps. Yeah, you know, after your holiday, sometimes you need a bloody holiday after yeah. your holiday. Am I right? Yes. Oof, I am pooped from all that hiking. Mm. <laughs> Always, always go for a walk on a holiday. Like, why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself? I mean, a big difference between a walk and a hike. Let's be very clear. Yeah, but in some ways, <laughs> if you can't handle a walk, you cannot handle a hike. 
Don't tell me what I can and can't do. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in the months leading up to the murders, tensions have been rising in the family. Um, a large part of this was because of Andrew's decision to gift members of Abby's family houses or land, but uh, nothing to his daughters. Okay. That doesn't seem cool. Well, after their stepmother's sister received a house, uh, Lizzie and Emma demanded and received a rental property, which was actually the home they'd lived in until their mother had died, um, which they purchased from their father for $1. Don't really know why. That sounds like a good – it's probably one of those things where it would be in like inheritance tax or something if you got it for free. Right, yeah. Yeah, something <clears> like that. But a few weeks before the murders, they sold the property back to their father for $5,000, which is the equivalent of $139,000 Sweet profit. But I don't really understand. I couldn't find anywhere why they would have sold it back or... Well, because they were about to kill him. Were they? Yes. Ah. (laughs) No, I don't know, but that sounds... did not research this well. That does sound sus. Again, that could have been another inheritance thing. Like he gives you the property for a dollar, then you sell it back to him. So it's not inheritance. It's actually a business deal. Right. So really just give you you 139 cash. Right. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? That's the thing. There's so many things in here that sound a bit sus, but also could be totally legit. I reckon the susest thing so far has been that they were murdered with axes. Because that just something about that doesn't feel quite right. Feels like a crime occurred. <laughs> Do you reckon? I'd, well, I don't know for sure. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I reckon you're a bit, bit, of sizzle. bit of an alarmist over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've jumped to a conclusion, sure. <laughs> sure. We've all done that. The night before the murders, John Morse, who was the brother of Lizzie's and Emma's deceased mother, Sarah, so their uncle, visited and was invited to stay for a few days to discuss business matters with Andrew. Ooh, this is an Inspector Morse, I imagine. No, Dave, it's oh. not Inspector Morse. Because when you're planning a crime, as I understand, often a detective will arrive and you'll be like, shit, Hercule Poirot is here. <laughs> yeah. I've already planned the murder. The world's greatest detective has just happened to be at my lunch, my family's lunch. I'll still do the murder anyway. I've, That's you know, true. I've, I've, I've said it to myself. I've got to do it this <laughs> yeah, weekend. I've got to do it. I committed. I've got been to do putting it. it off. I've been putting it off. And now I told a friend I'm going to do it to hold me accountable. So now I have yeah. to do it. Even Holy though shit. Angela Lansbury is here. Yeah, crap. crap. I mean, she's going home tomorrow. I could just put it. No, no. <laughs> I'll still do a murder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, anyway. Non Inspector yeah, Morse there. Just Uncle John. Um, on August the 2nd, 1892, two days before the murder, Abby and Andrew both woke up feeling quite sick. Abby told her doctor she might have been poisoned. Oh, okay. A family friend later speculated that mutton left on the stove for use in meals over several days was the cause. It was food poisoning. Uh, pay for a fr- electricity and a fridge, mate. Yeah. Get a fridge. You can afford one. Or whatever is the equivalent at the time. A cold Hessian sack. Yeah. <laughs> a meat sack. Yeah. Put your fucking mutton in a meat sack. Just a meat sack. What are you doing with Come your on. mutton out of a meat sack? You leave it on the stove. Unbelievable. I'd just get someone to go down to Antarctica and bring back some big cubes of ice. That's right. I don't know any better way to get the ice. Hmm. No. Unfortunately, one of those ice cubes will have a small... Teddy bear <laughs> named Bobo, um, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Them's the break sometimes. Them's the breaks. Great episode. 
So they've woken up quite sick. A friend is like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was the meat that they had left out. But the following day, Lizzie was seen trying to buy a prusic, prusic acid or hydrogen cyanide. Prusic, prusic acid? <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Where was she seen to be purchasing Like at a chemist. It? Right. You could buy cyanide at the chemist. Yeah. Which I read in one source she denied, but then later there's some sort of explanation as what you would use it for. So did it say like you, you could actually could take it for something? No, you don't take it. It was used for cleaning a seal skin coat or something. Oh, yeah, you know, normal stuff you buy from a chemist. Yeah, so how odd is that? Coat. That is strange. But she tried to buy it but couldn't, so she didn't have any poison. Right. So it it's very odd. Anyway, okay, but no, but the, I can see how the arguments manning against her. Possibly she poisoned them. The food thing didn't work properly. Tried to get some cyanide, mm. was denied. She's got to find a third and f- different way to kill. Yeah. Denied cyanide. <laughs> denied. Denied. Which brings us to August 4th, 1892. <sighs> a good day to die. Oh, that was cool. Hard. So, <laughs> back in action. <laughs> After breakfast the next morning, at which uh, Andrew, Abby, Lizzie, their Uncle John, and uh, the maid Bridget, or Maggie, were all present. Um, <laughs> Andrew and John went to the sitting room where they chatted for nearly an hour. And a little before 9am, John left to buy a pair of oxen, which is a normal thing that you would go and do. Did it uh, just a couple of days ago myself. Yeah. I got to oh, thank you. I got to add that to my list of things to do tomorrow. I'm having lunch with mum. I was going to go to Office Works. I'll swing past, pick up a pair of oxen. From Oxen Works. Yes. <laughs> Well, the, the, you can take your time because the earth is slow, but the ox is patient. Mm. That's a... What serial killer is that rhyme about? Um, or is that a lyric from a song? No, there was. It's, I think it might be a, a proverb that um, an old AFL coach said one time. And the AFL media was like, what is this guy like? <laughs> it like became quite, quite infamous. He's <laughs> like, he's quite eccentric, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what a character. Ooh. Anyway, so John's off to buy some oxen. And visit his niece who lived relatively close by. And he planned to return to the house for lunch around noon. Around the same time that John left, Andrew went for his morning walk sometime a bit after 9am. Somewhere between 9am and 10.30am, Abby went upstairs to make the bed. I like to think it took her an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) She took the full hour and a half. It does take a while when you do it by yourself, though. Yeah, and also back in... If you're a maid back in those days, imagine you're properly making it. You got the under sheet, the top sheet, all that, all the the full works. Yeah. So two sheets is what you. Yeah, but you know, that's like when, the when you're staying at a hotel, you. they tuck the shit out yeah, of that. Yeah, you thing. can't get in or out of that. I'm bed. imagining that that's what she's doing. Hospital, Hospital corners, yeah, hundred percent. God, probably even sort of like stitching a new mattress. She just does it from scratch every day. A new bed. <laughs> yeah, she's making a new bed. She's making like a towel animal. Swan yeah. or a oh, monkey or obviously. something? Obviously, she's putting rose petals on it. She's really putting in the time. That's Abby for you. One time I stayed at a place and my sunglasses were on the bedside table and they made a pig out of a towel and put the sunglasses on the pig. <laughs> 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 oh, they would have laughed for hours. <laughs> 
Maybe they took a photo and then oh, sent right. it to each other the rest <laughs> of the day. Like, it's really, it's really, that's very funny. It's some of our best work. <laughs> you should have tipped him, I reckon. That's a good bit. Another <laughs> time they put lipstick on it. Yeah. Just <laughs> ruining just, the towel. You're just going through your stuff, finding yeah. props for the towel animal. The pig's like giving its, like, t- it's just crushing its teeth with your toothbrush. <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't, I don't really feel comfortable you touching that. Why did you? That was in a bag. <laughs> you had to unzip it. <laughs> you went through my stuff. Anyway, so Abby's making the bed upstairs. Uh, Andrew returned home around 10.30. He struggled to open the front door, so he knocked to get someone's attention and Bridget heard him and she let him in. All of this is pretty innocuous so far. Lizzie stated that she had then removed Andrew's boots helped him into his slippers before he lay down on the sofa for a nap. Okay. It's only like 10 a.m. It's 10.30, but he needs a nap. Girl, Gosh. Can relate. <laughs> <laughs> love a nap. Oh, love a nap. So now who's in the house? You've got Abby upstairs. Uh, sorry, no, um, maid. Bridget. Two names upstairs. <laughs> made two names. <laughs> uh, no, I'll get to where Bridget goes from here. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, Lizzie told, this is weird, Lizzie told Bridget about a sale at a department store and gave her permission to go, but Bridget didn't feel well, so she went to lie down. Seems like a weird... So she's trying to get rid of Lizzie. Maybe. Maybe. So she's having a lot... Or she's just being nice and saying, hey, there's, it's pretty quiet, everything seems pretty under control here, and there's a sale if you want to go, just letting you know. Right. Could have been that too. She also, so now the couple are both having naps. So, no, Abby's, well, she went upstairs. Okay, I'll tell you where Abby's gone. Um, around 11.10 a.m., Bridget heard Lizzie call from downstairs, Maggie, which is Bridget, come quick, father's dead. Someone came in and killed him. And Andrew was slumped on a couch in the downstairs sitting room, struck 10 or 11 times with a hatchet-like weapon. His wounds were still bleeding, leading detectives to estimate his death to have occurred at approximately 11 a.m., so 10 minutes before Abby uh, Lizzie had called out. Okay. Uh, and I won't detail too much about his wounds, but let's just say they were real bad, like face caved in kind of bad. Mm. Right, so he's already very dead. He's super dead. Yeah. He's super, super dead. Like face caved in dead. So the people who say Lizzie did it say that she did it and then went somewhere and counted to 10 minutes. And they went, oh, no. Oh, what? Come, come quickly. Father is dead. Someone has come and killed father. That, that seems like a strange thing to say. But... It's a different time too, Dave. Let's remember their language, yeah. their vernacular, different to ours. Also, it's in the US. We're Australian. They're Maybe they still, speak different. So it would be like, truth. the prick's been killed. Oh, no. <laughs> Just be that. Is this in Massachusetts? Yep. <laughs> we both had a go at saying it now. I reckon I got two thirds of the way through that fine. It was just the that final third got me. Yeah. Massachusetts. Huh? No. No. It's not you... chute. Massachusetts. Chusets. Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, I like how I say that. Me too. It's more fun. Yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's good. Word. And it's different every time too, yeah, which is That fun. was a new one. It's unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like on a buck and bronco. I can't hold on to that word. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, so they found Andrew uh, dead. And despite the gore, the room was in order. This is a quote from, I believe, the police. The room was in order. 
There was no sign of a scuffle of any kind. So everything else around it, totally fine. Had Maggie two names cleaned it up? She's very good. She is good. She's efficient and she just like, even in shock, she just knows like, I just got to clean. She just goes into like survival mode and surviving is cleaning. Some people do go and like do the dishes, you know, in shock. Shock can make you do weird things. So I guess that would make sense too. Yeah, she put sunglasses on on his face. (laughs) On his caved in face. That's her shock thing. It's what he would have wanted. He hated. To look cool. He hated the glare and he liked looking cool. Grief makes people act in mysterious ways. Yeah, or hack in mysterious ways. Oh, Jess, no, too soon, please. No. Come on. No. I mean, it's one thing to put gla- sunglasses on his caved-in face, but... Dave, Sorry. stop saying that again, please. Well... Which part? Sunglasses, I apologise. Can you, can you do a Massachusetts accent? It's like John F. Kennedy, right? He's Massachusetts, right? Oh... Boston's know. Massachusetts? Yeah. <laughs> I've said it different every time. Boston, Massachusetts? We'll do, we'll do a Boston accent. Car. They, well, they, they sound like ah! they car keys. Car, car keys. Is that a... They don't roll their R's like the rest of America, I believe. It's, it's like a, a softer R. Car. Sounds like a cockatoo a car to me. instead of car. Yeah, car. car. Same we say car. Yeah, we do. So Massachusetts oh, accent you is... say broom broom, but, you know, yeah. other Australians Let's say Let's get the broom broom. <laughs> Going to go on a bronca-tongaroo. <laughs> That's a freeway. <laughs> is that, what, is that not normal? No, you're great. We say you. car. Never changed. Do we say car? Car. We say car, right? Yeah, we say car. We say car. I'm sure we say car. In South America, they say caro. What? That's wild. Because it's in, so in Spain, similar. In Spain, it's coche. But in South America or Mexico, they don't say coche. They say caro. I like it. Well, caro. it's a mad, it's a brum brum. And we're all different. It's beautiful. Yeah. But we are one. We are many. <laughs> and from all the lands on earth we came, <laughs> we share a dream. And sing with one voice. I am, you are, we are Australian. Oh, single tear, single tear. Multiple tears from my uh, my chart. Okay. His, His chart dripping. can cry now. I'm so confused. I can't quite picture what it is. I don't know. I don't think he knows. If we're confused, imagine what the listeners are going yeah. through. Matt, it's right next to the chuff and then a little bit down. Okay. Yeah, but I now asked you, you to point to page. it and you said you can't. Well... For legal reasons. <laughs> For legal reasons, you can't chart the chart. Well, the chart, chart the course. Chart will not be charted. This is so confusing. Okay. All right, so we have a dead man with sunglasses on his face. Dead man. Lizzie claims that she'd been sitting in the barn loft eating pears and looking out the window. Pears of pigeons? That is Just a pears. great alibi. I was, I was out in the barn. Why would I make up that I was eating pears looking out a window? I well, love a yeah, compounding lie. You go, oh, where were you at the time? I was uh, I was uh, looking out the window up in the top of the barn eating pears. Yeah, that's right. I was wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that hat where's that hat now? I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> pears aren't invented yet. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> Here's the axe I killed him with. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> Can I speak to my lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Yeah, that's 
uh, verbatim how this went. So I'm just going to skip ahead. (laughs) (laughs) She said that uh, she went to the barn to find weights for her fishing lines because she was planning on taking a trip the following Monday. That is a compounding lie. Yeah. Yeah. During, fishing line. during the inquest, she was questioned about these idle moments and she insisted that she spent 15 to 20 minutes in the loft. But police went in there later and found it so stiflingly hot in there because this is a really hot day. It was so grossly hot in there. They're like, nobody would have just chilled out in here Maybe for 15 she was shedding. to 20 minutes. Shredding. Oh, you're right. Sauna. She was treating yeah. it like a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> what? Could have been. Is that a Bostonian accent yeah, again? A sauna. Bostonian say sauna. Yeah. yeah. Sauna. Sauna. Yeah. You're saying sauna like sauna. It's a hot room. Yeah. It's a sauna. Wait, that, you, this sounds like that, Arnie. Arnie, now. that's Arnie. <laughs> He's not from Boston. He's Get from to Austria. the sauna. <laughs> but I reckon he would have used a few saunas in his day. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. It's not a tumor. It's a sauna. It's a sauna. <laughs> that's quite good, isn't it? That's real good. I haven't heard, I haven't heard an Arnie impersonation since the eighties. Thank you so much. I think I was saying a little something <laughs> like that. Who's your daddy, and what does he do? The Simpsons is the best one. You know, I, I have a lot of weird thoughts. Uh, I think, what if Mister T and E T had a son? I think it would sound a little something like this. I pity the fool who does not phone home. <laughs> then they start clapping, and he does the, huh? Huh? Give me more, give me more. <laughs> they applaud. More. That, that's Rainer Wolfcastle, is it? No, that's just a. Um, Homer's trying to avoid watching the news because oh, he's right. been accused of a scandal. So he's like, oh, I'll watch a night at the improv. They never talk about anything past the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, it's a great scene. It that really is, is a good parody. But Rainer Wolfcastle did do stand up. Oh, stand up. Yeah. yeah, that's right. What was it? Anyway, this is great because when I was writing this report, I was so worried that it would be very dry. But so far, we've not taken this murder seriously at all. I know. Uh, I, I just don't feel sorry for Andrew at all. He sounded like a bit of a dick. sounds like a bit of a dick. I am, and I'm, I'm weird about like the ones in it's the so distant past. Ago, I know. Are, yeah, somehow I've, I'm able to put more distance. Do you imagine in it. it in black and white? Yeah, I do. I'm. It's just not a real. This isn't as old as something like the Blood Countess or something, but it is still so long ago. Yeah, which is it's weird that I'm able to do that. But um you put an it's eighteen skill you have. or smaller in front of the year. Yeah. And one day people will laugh at our murder, so Hope so. There you go. And then they'll listen to this and be like, <laughs> Well, they predicted it. Wow, it comes full circle. It's beautiful. And we deserve it. Anyway. Well, I'm I'm not in that. That way was about Jess and Dave. It is a royal way. Yeah. <gasps> you you talking about committing Queen aside? <laughs> <laughs> No. What's it called, Dave? Kingicide. Regicide. Regicide. That's when you, you kill Reg. But what happens <laughs> when you kill the queen? What if you call the queen and her name is Reg? Oh, okay. Very difficult. Love that. Love that. Queen <laughs> Reg. Oh, it sounds beautiful. like, what's what's the, um, Ralph? That is <laughs> John Candy? Yeah, Ralph. King Ralph. Not John Candy. Uh, Goodman. Uh, John Goodman, yeah. That was on TV at the gym the other day. Anyway. Anyway, I, can, I can't so help sorry. but notice there's only one dead person so far. <sighs> Dave, why must you always jump ahead? I must continue the killing. Well, initially, Lizzie reported hearing, when she came back into the house, she reported hearing a groan or a scraping noise or a dis- dress call when she walked in. And that's what alerted her to her father. Oh, right, because she reported it to the maid. Yeah. But two hours later, she told police she heard nothing. 
and she entered the house, not realising that anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. And when asked where her stepmother was, she recalled that Abby had received a note asking her to visit a sick friend. So she's like, oh, she went out. Uh, she also stated that she thought Abby had probably returned by now and asked if someone could go upstairs and look for her. So Bridget and a neighbour called Mrs Churchill went upstairs and when they looked into the guest room, they saw Abby lying face down on the floor. Are you happy? There's a second dead person. Very. <laughs> Investigators found Abby's body cold while Andrews had been discovered warm, so that indicated that Abby was killed earlier, probably at least 90 minutes earlier than her husband. Um, initial speculation as to the identity of the murderer centred on a Portuguese labourer, apparently, who had visited the Borden home earlier in the morning and asked for the wages due him, only to be told by Andrew Borden that he had no money and to call later. And this uh, the story added that medical evidence suggested that Abby Borden was killed by a tall man who struck the woman from behind. They also kind of assumed that a woman couldn't have done this. Like, that was all through it. They're like, well, it couldn't have been Lizzie. She's a girl. And how old is Lizzie at this time? She's like, uh, this is in, she's like 30. Oh, okay. In my mind, I'm imagining she's a teenager. No, maybe not 30. She might be, uh, she was born... This happened in 1892 and she was born in 1860. Yeah, she's 32. Right. Okay, cool, cool. And so that means her sister's 42. Like, oh, yeah, she's 10 years older. So they're they're fully grown. Yeah, adults. right. In my mind, for some reason, I thought the story that she was 12 or something. Yeah. Like, that's why it's a bit like, oh, God. I thought that was, yeah, because it's, it's the kid's rhyme. I think I did the same thing in my head. For some reason, I pictured Imagine kid's rhyme about a kid. Yeah, and then killer. you'd be like, oh, I would doubt that, you know, uh, obviously possible, but the 12-year-old, you'd be a bit more like, oh, really? But a 32-year-old woman could have done it. Yeah, but you're speaking from a 2019 progressive man's yeah, perspective. that's right. Well, you know I could beat the shit out of you if I wanted to. I know it. And I fear it. Good. But. Yeah, you definitely could. 100%. You've been bragging all day about how strong you are. I am super strong. All day. I'm so strong. Second I got here, you were like, hey, Jess, how are you? And I was like, fucking strong. Yeah. Bro, do you want to arm wrestle? And you were like, nah, can we just do a podcast? I was like, yeah, okay. Week. And you called me a pussy. Yeah, I did call you a pussy. Which I'm like, that's old school. Called you a pussy ass bitch. Yeah. Like, oh, damn. Yeah. I haven't heard that since the 80s. I know, but then I called you my little pigeon pie. Who's <laughs> yeah. my little pigeon pie? That's a roller coaster. Yeah, I am a roller coaster. I need help. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they thought, well, it must have been this man who'd come in by earlier in the day. Most of the officers who interviewed Lizzie reported that they disliked her attitude. Some said she was too calm. Right. And very poised. Write a note of that. No, do not like the attitude. Yeah, don't like this attitude. It sounds like a disapproving mum. Don't like that attitude, Simon. Put it away, Simon. No PS4 tonight. Hmm. What's your attitude? Yeah, it's a funny one. The um, yeah, is is this in a time before people knew that everyone grieves differently? Yeah, they hadn't figured out grief by then. The seven or shock. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that if she didn't do it, she'd be like, what the hell has just happened? Yeah. She'd be like, WTF? Yeah. That was Massachusetts accent. Accent. That's how they say it up there. I love it up there or down there, wherever it is. Uh, You know, I go for the Boston Celtics. Do you? Yeah, which I think they call Celtics. (laughs) 
They definitely don't. They definitely don't. Good you put that in, otherwise you would get so many tweets. Um, So despite Lizzie's attitude and her changed alibis, nobody bothered to check her for bloodstains. Feels like an obvious one, Um, but nobody checked. They did search her room, but it wasn't a proper look. It wasn't very thorough. They just kind of had a bit of a mo- had a look around. Open the door. Bit of a squeeze. Like, mm, it's in here. Well, just a bedroom. Carry on. Um, at the trial, they admitted to not doing a proper search because Lizzie was not feeling well. Yeah. Which, again, shock, grief, fair enough. Or hiding a crime. Yeah, maybe she's a genius. They, su- they were subsequently criticised for their lack of diligence, which I think is quite fair. In the basement, police found two hatchets two axes and a hatchet head with a broken handle. And the hatchet head was suspected of being the murder weapon as the break in the handle appeared fresh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, growing, getting bigger, it all means the same thing. Squarespace (laughs) makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And if you're worried about like, well, I don't know how to write stuff for a website and make myself look good, well, you can get help with the written content for your website with Squarespace AI. You can generate instant personalized results that highlight your brand identity you can explain what your site's about choose your tone enter what you need and bang you got some short and long form text baby so squarespace ai makes it easy to go live stand out and succeed online i'm so glad you had that bit because i thought it was pronounced squarespace ai (laughs) (laughs) anyway sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses Or sell files your customers can download. I don't know if I'm hitting all these words as (laughs) intended, like PDFs, music, or e-books. I would love to buy Matt's e-book. I'd like to buy Matt's course, and you you can do that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Be more like Matt. 101. (laughs) Wow. How many? Does it go to 102? It goes all the way to 102. (laughs) (laughs) You can customise everything with next generation editing technology. You can create engaging lessons your audience will love and then set the price. You can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Matt, how much is it to be more like Matt 101? Oh, three mil. Wow. Wow. Like per month or? Yeah, USD. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash do go on. And the ash and dust on the head of it, unlike the others, uh, or other tools around it, appeared to have been deliberately applied to make it look as if it had been in the basement for a mm. long time. Kind of like, well, don't, it's looking too, like it's still in its plastic packaging and you're like, oh, I'll probably take it out and dust it up a bit. <laughs> um, however, police didn't remove these items from the house to inspect them further. <laughs> Again. Because Lizzie didn't feel well. Yeah, mm. Lizzie didn't feel well. And remember, oh, that's my comfort hatchet. <laughs> can you not? I don't feel well. <laughs> my companion axe. <laughs> oh, I can't sleep without my axe. <laughs> 
Oh, and they're like, oh, your attitude sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's all they wrote. Well, speaking of not feeling well, remember how the family had been feeling a bit sick in the oh, days leading up to it? a bit of mutton poisoning. Well, the, the milk, the, fam- the milk in the house, like the family's milk. <laughs> Why do I say milk so many times? That felt weird. The, the family's, family's milk. milk. I've never thought about that. Uh, it's not weird to have fa- milk that the family uses, but to call it fa- the family's milk <laughs> yeah, sounds it's so, so odd. Weird, it doesn't it? makes it sound like everyone's got their nipples out over, yeah. a, over a big vat. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Milking time. I've never thought about that. Well, I mean, where, would milk. you have you've the never... Milk. Th- <laughs> the milk. Yeah, not the family. I've never milk. thought of this phrase that no one's ever said before right now. <laughs> okay, the milk. <laughs> the family milk. Can we just say the milk? <laughs> no. <laughs> whose milk is it? <laughs> the family's. Oh, family milk, yeah. <laughs> now I'm with you. <laughs> it was uh, tested for poison and so were Andrew and Abby's stomachs, which were removed during autopsies. Apparently, the autopsies were done... In the Borden family dining room. Oh, no. (laughs) That's fucked. Anyway, so they were tested for poison. Nothing was found. They're all clean. There's no poison. Oh, no poison in the family milk. (laughs) No poison in the family milk. And none in the family stomachs. (laughs) Nothing in the family stomachs. Communal. Communal stomachs. Oh, right. Oh, we've got one big tum. (laughs) They just knocked down the the stomach walls (laughs) and made it two family stomach. (laughs) Connected by some Fred Astaire's. Yeah. <laughs> That's the esophagus. Yeah, but unfortunately, you had to walk through uh, someone else's intestine to get to the bowel. <laughs> intestines are really long. Hmm. You'd be walking for a while. You can wrap them around the world six times. <laughs> One person's <laughs> intestine. That's right. That's not true. Okay, prove it. It's only five times. Matt exaggerates for humour. <laughs> six is a funnier number. Yeah. Thank you for exaggerating. No worries. So there's a couple of things here that are like contradictory evidence. So contradict things I've already said. Mm. Isn't that exciting? Oh, unreliable narrator. Like it. Maybe. It. Or maybe I'm just being a bit cheeky. Mm. And I was like, here, think one thing. Boom, here's another. Oh, wow. That idea, I put it in your mind. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You'll think what I want you to think. Okay. What do you want me to think? I've got an open mind about this. Good. But I'm going to close it. Oh, God. then I'm going to close your chuff. Oh no! Gonna leave your chart open. Thank God. <laughs> when clo- God closes a chuff, <laughs> he opens a chart. Oh, if you close the chart, I will suffocate. <laughs> this is confusing. Now he breathes through it. <laughs> oh, wow! I'm so confused. Is it a wind tunnel or something? Oh, it's a tunnel. Are you a different <laughs> species, Dave? What are you? I'm a very special boy. <laughs> you are. Imagine Mr. T. <laughs> I think it was a little something. I like, I like this. this. You are a very special boy. You know, I have a lot of weird thoughts. I love it. That's how it goes. A lot of weird thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of the contradictory evidence. So uh, when Bridget went to unlock the door when Andrew got home, he couldn't get his key wasn't working. He couldn't get the door open. He's like, ah, oh, someone let me in. Bridget went to unlock the door. She, she, it was jammed, and apparently she uttered a swear word. Oh, which one? I don't know. Damn. Yeah, it's probably damn. Drat, this door. She would later testify that she heard Lizzie laughing immediately after this. Because of the swear? Yeah. She was kind of like, Bridget, you know? He says where, which we all do. She didn't see Lizzie, but she stated that the laughter was coming from the top of the stairs. This was considered significant as Abby was already dead by this time and her body would have been visible to anyone on the second floor. 
So if you're already at the top of the stairs, you can you can see Abby dead there. Oh, because right. you have to go through the bedroom to get to the stairs. Yeah, I'm not really it's so confusing, but yeah. Yeah, okay, right. And then obviously you would alert someone if you saw your dead stepmother. You'd think so. But Lizzie later denied being upstairs. She testified that her father had asked her where Abby was, and this is when she told her about the the note for to go visit a sick friend. And then she said that she helped take her father's boots off uh, before he lay down for a nap. But the crime scene photos show Andrew was wearing his boots. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. He put them back on for a nap. That's strange. Do you think he did it? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't add up. Yeah, probably. Oh, it does seem like she did it. My dad always has shoes on. What? Yeah, he's never barefoot. Even in bed? Even in bed. Wow. Really? No, that bit's not true. But like, so just around the house. Probably ha- in bed and in the shower. Are we talking slippers shoeless. sometimes or is it always He's got like- mockies, yeah. Oh, that's nice then. That's all right. Thongs? Nah. He'll never wear thongs. Doesn't have thongs. Does he have funny feet? <laughs> He's got like sandals he'll wear in summer. Okay. A bit of Velcro on him. Dad uh, sandals. I reckon he did Dandles. <laughs> you're blaming John. Yeah. He's sounding very sus. I think you're right. Anyway, I don't know why I thought of that. Maybe because boot, like wearing boots for a nap. Right, so she said, I took his boots off for a nap. But then photos, he's got boots on. Okay, that doesn't add up either. It doesn't. Um, so in the days that followed, Lizzie and Emma's friend, Alice Russell, decided to stay with them the night following the murders. I don't know why you'd voluntarily stay in a murder house, mm. but maybe she was trying to be a good friend. You go and stay with a friend rather than have the friend come into the murder house. Yeah, come stay with me at my house. Especially not... when there's like an open surgery in the Yeah, they're dissecting room. your dad in the dining room. Very gross. That's a fun sentence though. Dissecting, dissecting dad your dad in, in the, the dining room. room. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is fun. No, nah, actually it wasn't that fun. Now that you think about the words. Dissecting dead dad? Yeah. That's fun. In the dining room. Yeah, room just ruins it. Dining digs. Dining digs. <laughs> Dissecting dead dad in the dining digs. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Just we don't think it. about what you were saying. No, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, there were police stationed around the house. Um, and one of they the... got police stations around around the house. The house. It's big crime a, seems a bit drastic. Yeah. Yeah. And expensive. Yeah. Oh, so now you'll spend money. Yeah. Yeah, strange. Oh, so yeah. Very what strange. Is that, what, six months Very building strange. these pretty brick and mortar? Training more cops. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. Waste of taxpayer money. Uh, the sta- so the police are stationed around the house and uh, an officer claimed to have seen Lizzie. See, this is another thing where it's like it looks so sus, but it could also be completely innocent. So he claims to have seen Lizzie enter the cellar with Alice carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail. He stated he saw both women exit the cellar, after which Lizzie returned alone. Though he was unable to see what she was doing, he stated it appeared she was bent over the sink. And this is after the crimes and the police officers saw this. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it does, it, 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 the way it's written is almost like it's implying... She's cleaning? She's cleaning up like a evidence. She's and and evidence. the maid was in on it. That wasn't the maid. But the, oh, who was, was the, Alice, the friend. Oh, the friend. The friend's in on it. Maybe. But also <laughs> she could have just been cleaning. Just you know? doing chores. Yeah. Could, it, it's, it's a weird one. I mean, if you saw her like she had like blood on it on something, you'd be yeah. like, that's sus. But 
And she was going, ding dong, the witch is dead. They'd she, be like, oh. Yeah. Did she den- did she deny that that happened later? Or? No, I mean, she wasn't doing anything wrong there. She was just, just carrying the going about a day. Yeah. He just thought that was noteworthy. Hmm. So the next day their Uncle John left the house and was swarmed by people who had gathered outside the house having heard what happened. Apparently there was like hundreds of people. Oh. It was it was huge news. We've talked about this before. Back then there what was just doing? not a lot to do. Mm. I'm just going to go down to the murder house and see just if I can... hang around outside. So odd. Yeah, we're bored. Let's so go to bored. the Bordens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the 6th of August, police conducted a more thorough search of the house, inspecting the sisters' clothing and confiscating the broken-handled hatchet head. Um, broken-handled that... hatchet head. Yeah, that's fun to say. That evening, a police officer and the mayor... <laughs> Visited the Bordens, and Lizzie was informed that she was a suspect in the murders. Did the mayor break it to her? I reckon. Probably. <laughs> Guys, can I say this one? Feels like something he should do. <laughs> You're he under arrest, in Lizzie. His, his robes and everything. <laughs> He's got the sash. Yeah. Um, the next morning, Alice entered the kitchen to find Lizzie tearing up a dress. Lizzie explained that she was planning to put it on the fire because it was covered in paint. Red paint. Okay. Dead paint. It was never determined whether or not it was the dress she had been wearing on the day of the murders. Ooh. Weird though, right? But again, if she's, she could, it looks like she's destroying evidence. She could also just be I mean, getting the, rid of a dress that's covered in paint. There is a chance. But she's been told she's been arrested. I know, but shock. Yeah. does seem like a weird thing to do. Totally. Oh, this dress has been destroyed by paint, so I'm going to chop it up and burn it. Very odd. Why are you wearing, yeah, it just seems a bit weird. It's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, yeah, just very strange. Yeah. An inquest occurred uh, a couple of days later on the 8th of August and Lizzie appeared and provided her testimony. Apparently she'd been incredibly nervous in the lead-up to the inquest and so had been dosed up with morphine, which is always a good idea, which could have influenced her behaviour because she was very erratic. Uh, she often refused to answer a question even if the answer would be beneficial to her. She often contradicted herself and provided alternating accounts of the morning in question, such as claiming to have been in the kitchen reading a magazine when her father arrived home, then claiming to have been in the dining room doing some ironing, then claiming to have been coming downstairs. Right, but she was high as a kite. Yeah, she was on a lot of morphine. And she also said she wasn't upstairs. Yeah, but now she's saying I was upstairs. I was just coming down the stairs. But if she had been coming down the stairs, she would have seen Abby. Right. So Yeah, seeming very sus. Yeah, and so that's why a few days later she was served uh, with a warrant and arrested and jailed. Um, she was in jail for 10 months before her trial began in June of 1893. Five days before the trial's com- commencement on the 1st of June, another axe murder occurred in Fall River in their town. Gosh. This time the victim was Bertha Manchester. Oh, what a fantastic name. Who was found hacked to death in her kitchen. And the similarities between the Manchester and the Borden's murders were were very striking and the jurors noted them. However, a uh, portrait. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. It's a few Sorry. Con- convulsions. Sorry, I was trying to oh, hold in a cough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to be less distracting and I made it worse. (laughs) 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 I hate that though. That's the worst. 
Like your head was about to explode and there's like an alien going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> I didn't. I accidentally swallowed half a cherry tomato today without chewing it. <laughs> I can still feel it. That is my worst nightmare. It just is no good. It's just a bit scratchy there. Mm. Do, you think it's, do you think it's still stuck there? Yeah, or, or it's just whatever it's like a damage. Bit it, a bit of it. Yeah, yeah maybe it's, the, it's just pushed. But something. it's just like, yeah, it just feels. No good. Yeah. Anyway, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> However, a Portuguese uh, immigrant by the name of Jose Carrera de Mello. Oh my God. Was later convicted of Manchester's murder and it was determined to not have been in the vicinity. He was determined to not have been in the area at the time of the Borden murders. So it wasn't the same person. Right. So another Portuguese. Is this a separate Portuguese? Yeah. God, they're really pinning stuff on the Portuguese yeah. migrant workers. I mean, there is yeah. I mean, there's a possibility they both are murderers, but so that yeah, now that, that's making it sound like someone else did both, and the and if he wasn't in the vicinity, then maybe he didn't do either. Yeah, and Lizzie couldn't have done the second one because she's in jail. It's very odd. Is that yeah? If they are that similar. So during the trial, there was a lot of discussion around the hatchet head that was found in the basement. Though it wasn't convincingly demonstrated by the prosecution to be the murder weapon. Prosecutors argued that the killer had removed the handle because it would have been covered in blood. Would the hatchet head not also have been covered in blood? Mm. Mm. I guess the, it's easier to clean metal than wood if it got into the wood grain. Maybe? Ma- yeah, maybe. Sounds like a killer talking over there. <laughs> I've said you, too much. You certainly know not a lot about. Sorry, I was coming down out. the stairs. I mean, I was never upstairs. <laughs> Where were you? I was putting shoes on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dead dad. Putting shoes on my dad. Ah! Oh, I panicked. <laughs> I was eating a pear. <laughs> <laughs> Pears haven't been invented yet. Oh no! <laughs> pigeon pie. Yeah, I'm just trying to flirt with you now, little pigeon pie. <laughs> Sorry, officer. Yeah, no, you're right. That was. Yeah. We do not like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, though no bloody clothing was found at the scene, Alice tested. No bloody clothing. No bloody was clothing. Oh, would you bloody um, believe it? So yeah, Alice brought up this. She testified, and she brought up the story of of Lizzie burning the dress on the kitchen stove. Um, during the course of the trial, defence never attempted to challenge this claim. <laughs> they never were like, "No, nah, it was just a dress covered in paint." They they just didn't oh. defend it at all. They were like, I don't think defense is very good. I don't think we should bother answering these questions, Lizzie. Don't worry about it. Yep. Can we just wrap it up? Can you get to the end? Can we get to the guilty or whatever whatever charge it is? Either or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, got other things to do. Uh, Lizzie's whereabouts were also strongly contested. She'd claimed to have been in the barn for 15 to 20 minutes, like we talked about before. Well, there hasn't been a person in that (laughs) barn for 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's your bit, but. Well, there hasn't been a person in this here barn for near 75 years. It is a fun bit. Yeah. Barn definitely works in the world. Yeah, it does. Good pick up there. Um, But Bridget had said she'd gone upstairs at 10.58 and left Lizzie and her father downstairs. Hmm. Right? But yet Lizzie called her, uh, because her father was dead, at 11.10. That's like 12 minutes later. So that she didn't have time to go out to the barn, have some hang pears, out for fifteen to twenty minutes, then come, come back, back and be in. like, "Oh, Dad's dead." Huh? I was just taking his boots off. Yeah, it's weird. I wasn't expecting that. To be fair, though, I never have a very good 
idea of like how long I've been doing something. Especially if you're just running around doing 15 Whatever. minutes of nothing much. Yeah, it'd be like, and what were you? Yeah, it would be. It feels like if you if you're making it up, you'd be like, I left at exactly 11. Yeah, I'd be like, I don't know, around 11 ish. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, and also on those cop uh, t- these cop movies <laughs> that the kids are watching. <laughs> No realism in this bullshit. <laughs> no, they always like us. Uh, so where were you on June 26th last year? And like a few minutes later, like, you know, they're like, oh, I was doing this. June 26th. I couldn't nice. tell you what I was doing two days ago. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, I assume it. I was at work. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, that was an overcast day. Yeah. Yeah, we got a big delivery that day. Yeah. Uh, but Jimmy wasn't in for some reason. I had to unpack the whole load myself. <laughs> yeah, I was furious at him until I found out. He was the murderer. Wait, I wasn't meant to say that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, officer, I hope you're having a good one. I wouldn't no. have a clue. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing last Monday. It yeah. feels like they, because the weird thing about those scenes are that they always feign they don't know for two or three seconds yeah. and then go, oh, oh. yes. Because normally it is because a big thing happens. So it's. Do you reckon if the police were asking me, would that. Could I be like, can I please look at my Google calendar? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Oh, but no, no. I if think... I have a look at my calendar, it might give me an idea of what I was I doing. I think that would be okay. Surely. Yeah. I think it would be more sus if I was like, oh, I was at the gym and then a coffee with yeah. a friend. It, but it feels like you'd be like, oh, you're probably asking because of that murder. Yeah. That's, that happened around that time last year. I'm assuming you mean the day of the murder? Is that what you're asking about? Yeah, well, I know that day because I, you know. I was. I heard about the murder that day, and so I remember where I was that day. Uh, I was murdering. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no! I meant shopping. <laughs> says, ah! says here in the Google Docs, one till two, kill dad. <laughs> put boots not, on. Not sure why I put that in the Google. <laughs> Cannot calendar. remember what that was in reference to. <laughs> not sure. I'd have to ask dad, but he's dead. Yeah, someone killed him on that day. <laughs> oh, you knew about that. <laughs> Word travels fast around these parts. <laughs> Anyway, so um, both, this is gross, both victims' heads had been removed during autopsy and the skulls were admitted as evidence during the trial. <laughs> Do they make him talk? Oh, hello. I think it was Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie, when she saw them be brought into the courtroom, she fainted. And I, I don't blame her. That's gross. Yeah, the heads of the, the skulls of the people she killed, that would be distressing. I imagine they're also not like... That whole are they? A bit, like a year later, and, and also like just a bit smashed. Right. By, bit smashed, yeah. Uh, good call. Yeah, that sucks. You know, the, what's the ever, what was what were they trying to prove? Not sure. Maybe just like the just trying to fr- like to maybe I don't know. Just freak her out, get a reaction. What's weird is that you know how she was uh, she tried to purchase um, cyanide. Yeah. Apparently, for cleaning a sealskin cloak, as we talked about. Yeah. yeah. The judge ruled that as too remote in time to have any connection. It was literally the day before. And he was like, mm, nah, that can't be connected. Right. That's Which weird. seems weird. Um, I after think the judge was in on it. Oh, I reckon the judge did it. Wait, then you'd want her to go down for it. But that's judge... what you'd want everyone yeah. to do. Yeah. Oh, wow. Lax judge. After an hour and a half of uh, of deliberation, the jury acquitted Lizzie of the murders. Not long to deliberate something that complicated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it seems yeah. Um, leaving the courthouse, she told reporters she was the happiest woman in the world. Okay, okay well your dad's still dead. Bit of respect. <laughs> yeah. a bit attacked wouldn't kill you. Did the jury say 
Yeah, we thought about it. But she's a woman. <laughs> so I, look. I don't even know. Yes. Why are we here? Because you said at the at first yeah. they were like we didn't even think about it, but within not a lot of time they were charging us. So something changed. Yeah, but I'm sure. I think it probably did come up in the in the trial that it was like, well, how could a small woman? And uh-huh. also there was something about, um, I don't have it written down, but the, a quote was something to do with how she'd never really done anything nasty or mean. Right. So it was so out of character. And also she's not Portuguese. Yeah. How could she have done it? She couldn't have. No. Nah. And there's one article that was basically saying it was her femininity that, like, that got her off. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, but look at her. She's so sweet and dainty. There's no way she could have done it. That really got her off. That I knew that. Yep. Sorry. I know, and I tried to think of a different way to say it, and I was like, I can't. Sorry, I'm I'm gonna... I apologize for that. Why? No, no. Never apologize right. no, for getting someone off. No, you were right. <laughs> you're right, Bob. I should not have got anyone off in that case. Mm. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, please edit it out. <laughs> and although she was acquitted, Lizzie remains the prime suspect in her father and stepmother's murders. Now, a couple of theories. I'm nearly done. A couple of theories. There's a writer called Victoria Lincoln, and in 1967 she proposed that Lizzie may have committed the murders while in a, uh, a psychotic state, basically. Oh, a fugue state. Thank you, love, fugue. Love that word. Love it. I, I had to look up how to pronounce it because I didn't want to fuck it up, and then I got to it and I panicked. A fugue state, yes. Which is like a dissociative disorder. Yeah, it's just a fantastic word, yeah. Uh, it's psychiatric disorder characterized by reversible amnesia of personal identity, including memories, personality, other identifying characteristics. Uh, it can they, these sorts of states can last days, months, longer. Right, but they often brought on by trauma. Is that a thing? Yeah, but was she really traumatized by the family? This is a theory. Nearly. How fresh does the trauma have to be? Because I mean, her mum died. When she was two. Yeah, now she's 32. Mm, right. It's adding up. Yeah, it does make Is sense, it possible? Actually. Numbers. Is there so. a 30-year fugue delay? I hope so. A fugue on, fugue on Coming up to 30. <laughs> Hit me. Um, another prominent theory suggested that Lizzie was physically and or sexually abused by her father, which drove her to murder him. Right, that would, that would cause a fugue. But there's very little evidence. And even in letters, Lizzie said she had a pretty good relationship with her dad, really liked her dad. Uh, so that's not great. But also then I think when, you know, when people have a theory and they'll just find anything they possibly can to support their theory, yeah. people would then say, yeah, but incest wasn't a thing that they would have discussed at the time, so that never would have come up in yeah. any type of court. Nobody would have known. Yeah, I, that's why I think and, it was an alien because aliens yeah. aren't a thing they would have talked about. Exactly. At the time. Did she ever mention an alien? I don't think so. I've and, read all their letters. And they're even like the type of methods for collecting physical evidence was were different back then, so we will never know. But I reckon. Yeah. It's like, ooh, bit of a far stretch there. Um, but even like some of the local papers kind of hinted at that a little bit at the time of the murder. And uh, How did they do that? I don't know. Winking. Yeah, a bit of nudge nudge. There's a, a mystery author called Ed McBain. Good name. Good name. And uh, he wrote a novel in 1984 titled Lizzie. And it suggested that Lizzie committed the murders after being caught in a lesbian tryst with Bridget. Fifteen years after he wrote his book, he elaborated on his theory in an interview in 1999. I like it. I'm so glad they asked him to elaborate. 
He speculated that Abby had caught Lizzie and Bridget together and had reacted with horror and disgust. Is that her sister? What? No, a friend. The maid. Oh, sorry, the maid. She's got, she's, the maid's got too many names, yes. I've only referred to her as Bridget. But Once still. she was Maggie. She's but Bridget. There's been a few uh, names in this. Yeah, anyway. Bridget's so, the maid. Wait, who's the friend? Can, can maids be friends? No. Okay. But they can be lovers. Right. Oh. How can we be lovers if you're still my maid? That's beautiful. Um, so he he speculated that Abby had caught them together, had reacted with horror and disgust, and that Lizzie had killed Abby with a candlestick. And when Andrew returned home, she'd convinced, confessed to her dad, but he also reacted with disgust, so she killed him in a rage with a hatchet. Uh, in her later years, Lizzie was rumoured to be a lesbian and there was a film called Lizzie that came out last year that focuses very heavily on the, that plot line and even basically frames Bridget as an accomplice. But there was no such speculation about Bridget, who found other employment after the murders and later married a man she met while working as a maid. But she died in 1948 where she allegedly gave a deathbed confession to her sister stating that she'd changed her testimony on the stand in order to protect Lizzie. What does that mean? Oh. Mm. So I, I don't obviously haven't read his book, but it does seem to be like a man it's that fan guy fiction. has seen, oh, she may have been a lesbian. Well, let me say what could have happened. Yeah, yeah it feels like, really far-fetched. It's like there's no evidence of this happening, but this could have happened. Yeah. And then the candlestick. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then she told she must have told her dad, but then her dad must have been like, "No, nah, I don't accept that." So she got raged and killed him. And he, and he keeps going, and then he keeps looking up, like, and yeah. oh, people are still listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and then, then um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I've got to finish somewhere. It's a little bit odd. Um, Emma, the sister, she had an alibi. She was in Fairhaven, which is about fifteen miles or twenty-five k's away. Um, and but of course. A crime writer named Frank Spearing proposed that uh, she may have secretly visited the residence to kill her parents before returning to Fairhaven to receive the telegram informing her of the murders. <laughs> yeah, she had to race back to get the telegram because then the person delivering the telegram would be like, I gave her the telegram. She can't have been there, but oh, she was. She did it. It's very confusing. Right. And also why would she have murdered them? You didn't give any kind of reason why. I mean, all these people should spend their time writing episodes of Murder, She Wrote because it sounds like they've got great like plot lines and characters and theories. But One more prominent suspect is their uncle, John. Ah, Uncle John Morse. Morse. Did he ever show any signs of being a killer? (laughs) (laughs) He rarely met with the family after his sister had died, but he'd slept in the house the night before the murders. And according to law enforcement, John had provided an absurdly perfect and over-detailed alibi for the death of Abby Borden. I was at the shop at 11.04. <laughs> with the judge, he was there with me, and my friend the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were all there. said to the sheriff, take note of where I am right now. <laughs> and he said, that's a weird request, John, but all right. And he did. So, no. The question. Oh, John Morse. Hmm. Anyway, so after the trial, Lizzie and Emma bought a home 
in uh, Fall River and they called it Maplecroft. So these are the two sisters. They're just living in a home now. It was a large home. They had a staff. They had live-in maids, a housekeeper. Um, because Abby was ruled to have died before Andrew, her estate first went to Andrew and then at his death passed to his daughters as part of his estate. So they they had quite a lot of money. So if it went the other way, his would have gone to her yeah. and hers would have gone to... Maybe her family? Right. That seems like a wild way of right. figuring it out. So, but do you think Andrew ever knew that he'd inherited that for about an hour? Wow. Wow. I'm... Wow, got all that. I've got all this stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, your wife's dead. I don't think you're first thinking about your inheritance. Well, the first hour. Yeah, you're right. Gr- grief. Shock and grief. Yeah. Um, it sounds to me like they planned that too. Hmm? Kill the stepmom first, money goes to dad, kill the dad, you get the money from dad. Who planned it? Hmm? The daughters? Some sort of sister. Oh, wow. a sister. An unknown sister, third sister. They did have a third sister, but yes. she died when she was two years old. Or did she? Whoa! Oh, that's what she wanted you to think. Whoa, but, whoa, and because whoa. she was officially dead, she didn't inherit any of the fortune that she killed for. Sure, but her sisters could have just given it to her. Yeah, that's right. They're oh, all, they were in, in on it. They're in it together. Are they all in cahoots? Yeah. Yes. And they were also lovers. Whoa. Really? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Wow. And they wouldn't have written about it back then. No. no. They wouldn't have written that down. They wouldn't have confessed to a murder in the letter. But no. I'm very, very suspicious. I can tell. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, uh, they, uh, they live it in their house. Um, two years after the murder, uh, the sisters even purchased a 10-foot-tall blue granite monument for their, for their father and stepmother, spending more than $2,000 at the time. So that's... A shit ton now. A metric shit ton. However, despite being acquitted of the crime, the people in her town certainly didn't trust her and they turned against her. All of her friends abandoned her. People refused to sit near her at church. And children, probably daring each other, would ring her doorbell in the middle of the night and pelt her house with gravel and eggs. Oh, jeez. Yeah, kids suck. Oh, if she didn't do it, that sucks. If she did it, she'd be like, nah, you know, this is... Yeah. guess this is karma. At least I'm rich and my dad's dead. Yeah, but a bit of gravel, you know. Even mm. is even. She, <laughs> even uh, is Evie. Evie. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I said that quietly enough <laughs> that it didn't. You're wearing headphones. Anyway, Lizzie often travelled to Boston and New York uh, to go to the theatre and she developed a relationship with actress Nance O'Neill. Oh, yes. Nance. What a name. Nance O'Neill. Not Nancy, Nance. Nance See, this O'Neil. is another one where people were like, she's gay. She's got a very close friendship with this woman who's married to a man. Mm. It's a little bit confusing. I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm just saying like people were jumping to some conclusions. Yeah. Here. They could and have also, just been very close friends. Also, lesbians don't necessarily kill their parents. No, yeah, there's no correlation there, I don't think. They're like, she's got a secret. Potentially. And that, and that means she also has another secret about killing her parents. Yeah. Those two go hand in hand. Um, uh, Emma disapproved of this relationship, this friendship with Nance. Uh, and uh, Lizzie threw a party for Nance O'Neill one time at their house and it was the final straw. Emma moved out. She was mad. She moved out of the house. She thought she, she – and she refused to discuss the matter – um, but one time she told the Boston Sunday Herald that I did not go until conditions became absolutely unbearable. 
And these, I'm, I'm obviously there's going to be something a lot deeper, but all that I could find was that she didn't like this friendship, so she left, and the two sisters never spoke again. Whoa! They remained estranged. They remained estranged. Wow! Especially the on the plane. <laughs> rest of their lives. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, and by the way, uh, after the murders and after the trial and everything, Lizzie started going by Elizabeth. Instead, um, maybe to try and distance herself from the trial. She didn't start calling herself Andrew. Yeah, you'd go by Andrew, Andy. surely. Andy Middle- McDowell. Andy. Oh, I hate Andy McDowell. What? I just hate her. I don't get it. Well, the question is, why? Have you seen Four Weddings and a Funeral? Yeah. Actually, she's very annoying. The she's character, so annoying. The char- It does feel like. And at the end, why she's like. Go, why would he go for her? She at the end, horrible. she's like, is oh. it raining? I hadn't noticed. And you're like, have you ever fucking acted before? Express with your face, Andy. Jesus. She's in Groundhog Day, though, right? And she's a delight. Mm. Great film. Mm. It is a great film. Anyway, guys, I'm so close to finished. Um, uh, Lisbeth was ill in her last years following the removal of her gallbladder and she died of pneumonia on the 1st of June 1927 in her hometown of Fall River. She stayed there the whole time. Even though I the whole moved. town turned yeah, on her, she stayed there. You're quite wealthy. You'd move. You can you? go anywhere. Um, funeral details weren't published and very few people attended. One article I read was like, she got the last laugh because no one was invited. And I was like, I don't think anybody wanted to go. Anyway. <laughs> That's a, that's a big laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Ha-ha, take that. Don't come to my funeral, yeah. you dogs. Yeah, die alone. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, good. We didn't want to. Um, nine days later, Emma died of uh, chronic kidney disease at the age of 76 in a nursing home in Newmarket in New Hampshire, about two hours away from Fall River. So two sisters haven't spoken to each other for a very long time, die within nine days of each other. Mm, sounds suspicious. <laughs> it does a bit. Neither sister had ever married and they were buried side by side in the family plot at Oak Grove Cemetery in their hometown of Fall River. And at the time of her death, Lisbeth was worth over $250,000, which is equivalent of $4.8 million by today's money. Um, she owned a house on the corner of French Street and Belmont Street. She had several office buildings, shares in several utilities. She had two cars and a large amount of jewellery. That's my kind of lady. Um, she left $30,000, so the equivalent of 580000 to the Fall River Animal Rescue League, five hundred dollars or 10000 by today, in a trust for perpetual care of her father's grave. Guilt, maybe? Mm. Or love. Uh, so closely entwined, mm. the two. Yeah. Uh, her closest friend and a cousin each received $6,000 as well, which is one hundred sixteen grand. Um, and just finally, she's been depicted in literature, music, film, theatre, television, you name it. In 2014, Lifetime produced Lizzie Borden Took an Axe, a speculative film, a television film with Christina Ricci playing Lizzie Borden, um, which was followed by the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which was a limited series and sequel to the television film, which presents a fictional account of Lizzie's life after the trial. Fun. Um, there was also a film last year in 2018. Uh, Kristen Stewart plays Bridget, the Irish maid. Her accent's quite bad based on the trailer. Right. To be sure. Uh, to be sure. Um, but the most important depiction of Lizzie was when 
uh, Maddie Ziegler from Dance Mums and Sia's music videos performed an interpretive piece wielding an axe and wearing blood-soaked clothing. Wow. It's really something. It goes for way too long. You think it's blood-soaked, but it's actually paint. (laughs) Probably. She was a child, so that's fair. But that brings me to the end of my report on Lizzie Borden. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a wild, wild ride. Bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to say, but did she do it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm in no real position to say because I wasn't. I wasn't there. I was uh, on business in France. Um, <laughs> but I. It does seem like she did, but. Who bloody knows, right? But the timeline also doesn't really add up all that well. Like, other people were home when Abby was killed. Right. Well, Bridget would have been there Surely too. there would have been some noise. Yeah, it just seems like everyone knew. Maybe everyone hated them. They were all assholes. And then the, I'm doing I'm doing the fan fiction that everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in and on maybe. it together. But then, the, like, the one report said that she was struck, that Abby was struck from behind. Others said it. She would have been. She would have been facing a killer. So maybe she would have yelled. I assumed Bridget was home. So so was Lizzie. So if Lizzie had done it, Bridget must have heard something. Or you know, you wouldn't be like Abby's. Where's Abby? She's been gone for a while. Mm. You know, visiting a sick friend. And that also sounded. That's a pretty sus sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. she went and saw. But she yeah, got then, a note. Th- but then the note was never found. Right, because it didn't exist. It's so odd. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe she did. Yeah, it sucks. It's a super sad story either way. True. Imagine you didn't do it and that's just, ugh. But imagine you did do it. And you got away with it and you got money out of it. Yeah, got away with it. But, I mean, how do, do you really get away with stuff like that? Wow, that's beautiful. I feel like, well, I mean, if you, if you have, it just feels like you would feel awful forever. Yeah. You know what? You'd hope so, yes. But yeah, that is uh, that is the end of the report. Thank you so much, Jesspot Perkins. Pleasure. That was Great a, job. That was kind of, that was a fun one to research. Right. So well voted, Patreon. They always seem to pick a good one. They nail it. They're so good. There's wily coyotes out there in Patreon good. land. They are bloody good. That brings us to uh, a fantastic segment of the show. It is the fact quote or question segment. And uh, Jess, you explained this beautifully. Uh, Fact, quote, or questions. Where one of our Patreon uh, supporters asks us a question, gives us a fact, or tells us a quote. That is so nicely put. And this week, our fact, quote, or question giver is Luigi de los Reyes. Luigi? How did I not know we had a Luigi? I I don't have enough Luigis in my life. I need more Luigis. Uh, And you're able to give yourself a title when you're giving us a fact quote or question. Is he the Mario of the pod? Oh, my God. He's given himself the title of official green Mario of the podcast. Oh, my God. I love that Luigi just leans into it because I'm sure he gets so many Mario and Luigi jokes and you would just have to either go with it or change your name. Where's Mario? 
I love that. Good for you, Luigi. Also, recently I went to work wearing a green T-shirt and some black overalls, and only once I got to work did I realize I looked like Luigi. And I was like, I'm going to roll with this Yeah. because Luigi is sick. So you grew a mustache. Yeah, I did. And you got a plumbing degree. Yeah, I did, and I jumped and I hit my head on some boxes and coins came out of them. Yeah. It was sick, actually. It was a good day. Mamma mia. <laughs> Uh, so Luigi, he did say, uh, that's a reference to my name and nothing else. (laughs) Good. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, and he has asked us a question this week and his question is, he said, I'll go with the classic icebreaker question of if you were stuck, stuck on a deserted island and you could only bring three things each, what would they be? I should have given you. <laughs> I no, should have read easy. this before right now, and I should have given some warning. I haven't thought about this. Well, you got one. My phone. Yeah. A charger, obviously. <laughs> Not an idiot. <laughs> and probably some coconut oil, so I could work on a sick tan. And before you say food, uh, hey dickhead, I've got my phone. Uber Eats. Yes. Oh damn! Um, I should have thought of that. Yeah, I didn't think of that. And the charger that. Just to keep my phone charged. Oh, okay. <laughs> And that plugs into the sun. It's solar. Oh, that Jesus is Christ, smart. man! Sorry, Read a yeah. book. We've yep. only got one planet. That's true. One planet, one life, one love. Come on, man! Uh, if food is a thing that is on the island, let's just say it is. Oh yeah, Dave. There's in a my, kiosk. My scenario: you can get some hot chips I can, and a pie. I can yeah. forage for berries. Fuck yeah. off! You're not foraging. You'd get a splinter and lie down and wait to die. Honestly, in any survival. <laughs> Any survival situation, any zombie apocalypse, I'm just going to lay down and die. I cannot think of anything worse than the show Survivor or I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here or anything like that. No, never, no. I don't care how much money you're going to give to charity producers of that show. I will just give money to charity Mm. and not go out there. Yuck, I don't like leaving my house on a hot day or a cold day. Sorry, this is Dave's turn. Uh, I would take, uh, I would have a piano. Why? I would, if you're stuck there forever, you may as well try and get good at something. How are you going to learn the piano? You, t- you teach yourself. All right, mate. That's I know. That. Very patronizing as someone who took 10 years of piano lessons. I've also taken many years of piano lessons. So I've got know the basics. So I just get real good. Uh, I didn't know that about him, actually. Well. No, I do. This is why we learn. That's what fact questions all about. Sorry, Dave. Uh, no worries. I would have... Baby so, Grand or... Yeah. Yeah, Baby Grand. Yeah. Uh, imagine that on the flashy. beach. You don't want to have... You know, don't you don't want to waste grand. too much space. Yeah, don't want to... Yeah, I would flashy. take a Kindle with 10,000 books. Oof, it's a lot of books. And toilet paper. Oh, good one. Can Thank I you. borrow the toilet paper? Because I have got Uber Eats. No. I, I think oh. we're all on the same island, aren't we? Yeah, great. This Kindle, how are you keeping that one charged? Soul powered. So good. It's so good that you remembered. Okay, so we've got food and tanning covered. And a piano. And a piano and a book. I'm going to bring a big disc to block out the sun. Oh, nice. Like a shade tent? Yeah, shade tent. A big disc. Yeah, like Mr. Burns used. (laughs) Right, yeah. In his shop, Mr. Burns. Owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. (laughs) Oh, it's a real. That's a. It's a good question. I'm thinking of stuff like you, Dave, like a piano. But I, I was thinking maybe a deck of cards. Oh, I like cards. Yeah, you can do a lot with that. Ah, oh. especially if there's other people. But Ma- magic eight ball. <laughs> How essential. If, Will I get off this island? 
No. Oh, crap. Try again later. But if, oh. we're talking, if we're taking powered things, I guess I'd bring a computer with the internet, which I guess is there because you've got Uber Eats. And then you could let people know where we were. We'd be saved quite quickly. No, I want, I want, I'm looking at it as a holiday. Oh, great. Um, and maybe a masseuse. Oh, we bring nice. another person. Some sort of monkey masseuse? Yeah, what, how do you phrase it? Well, I'm sure you can take... Three can... things each. Yeah, people are things. Yeah. The way I treat them. Oh. <laughs> um, you there! <laughs> yeah, and the masseuse is also like knows how to sing and teach Dave piano. Great. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Dave, can I also have a play on? You're not going to play your piano 24-7. Can I have a go? You thought it was a dumb idea. So I did Absolutely a bit. not. <laughs> You'll come around. Then we'll do duets. We'll play Heart and Soul together. Oh, that would be fun. And I'll be doing the bum 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 It'll be real cute. I'll do it. And I'll bop No, you're not. You're out. Oh, I was just going to be the audience. All right. Yeah, I think that's fun. Let's do it. Let's go to this island. Because on my computer, I can, uh, I've just made that deck of cards useless because you know, play all card games online. But True, I... but we can also look up uh, YouTube tutorials on how to play songs. Oh, that's great. Cool. The computer does. The, the tabs for things. I know we've got a phone and a Kindle, but a computer does feel like a bit of a cop out. <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. Sadly. Look, I don't want I, just I don't want, to I didn't some, want to say, but you're a fucking prick. I just wanted to take some photos when I'm on my got my new tan. Yeah, I probably lost sake. heaps of weight from starving. For God's hey. sake. Well, okay, no fair. I I wouldn't have gone with a computer until you both had unlimited powered appliances. Uh from the sun. From the sun. I mean it's not unlimited. We're in, stuffed on a on an overcast day, aren't in, we? In three billion years we will not be able to use that. And sun you know anymore, what iPhones so. are like? They bloody fucking a year and a bit and they're on the fritz. Yeah, you're going to have to get a new one. And then where am I going to get a new one? Okay, I'm bringing with me an Apple store. Come on, mate. Oh, that's the cool. kiosk. I think the kiosk is a is an authorised dealer. Oh, it's a shopping centre. But yeah. a reseller. <laughs> it's got everything. Yeah. It's got a Target. It's Chadston. I'm bringing Chadston with oh, me. Oh, the fashion capital. I think, we're just, I think we're just trapped at Chadston. Yeah, but I don't have to pay for food at the food court. That's great. Yeah. Oh, do we get a stuff discount? Do yeah. we get jobs there? Oh, yeah, then we'd be fine. We could probably have shelter there too. They're actually building a hotel at Chadston. So, yeah, we'd be fine actually. There you go. I'm I'm bringing one thing. I'm bringing Chadston, the fashion capital. You're welcome. (laughs) Saved your life. Thanks for saving my life. I was going to say thank me later, but then you thanked me. Oh, sorry. That was a pre-thanking. Anyway, thank you to Luigi for that excellent question. Thank you, Luigi. And the other section on the Patreon section is we thank a few more Patreons in this section. With Patreon. In this section. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you go to do go on. No, what do you do? You go to patreon.com slash do go on pod. And if you support this podcast, you're also supporting Dave's Book Cheek podcast, which is a fortnightly podcast all about classic novels. He reads them so you don't have to. And also another podcast called Primates, which is about primates in popular culture. And it's a lot of fun. A couple of fun pods. So good. I did a. It was about a month ago now. I did a like a mini do go on report about a monkey who took a selfie. Yeah, and ended up uh, causing a court case. Fun. Why does it get more fun than that? Nope. Uh, no. Nope. Doesn't. Dave, 
Uh, would you mind thanking a few of our patrons? And yes, just, what are we going to do? All right, I'll give it a go. Um, so this time we're going to... Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm open to suggestions. Let's give him something on a deserted island as well. Oh, great. Yeah, that's nice. We we'll give them an object. Yes, that's nicer than uh, saying whether or not they murdered their parents. <laughs> so yeah, this is the. the I mean, just, just you're one. Oft, you're often very good, but let's let's let Matt do this. Yeah, one. I reckon too. <laughs> so just one object each. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, great. All right, I would like to thank from Hailsham in East Sussex, in the greatest of Britons. I would like to thank Carl Stevens. Carl. Carl Stevens. Carl Stevens. Carl. Carl. Carl Stevens. I reckon Carl has brought with him an archery set. Oh, great. Yeah, including like how many arrows? Two. Two, Two arrows and he's got a little. Sadly, he bought uh, six sixty bows. <laughs> he really did not pack well. Yeah, right. That's ultimately useless. But it could be handy for firewood. That's right. Well done, Carl. We'll need that firewood. And on he, he can just go fetch the arrows and go again, right? Yeah, exactly. Shoots a pigeon. Pops its head off, grabs another, <laughs> grabs it, goes again. So good. Carl, thank you so much for your support. Thank, thank you, Carl. And bringing, because you're going to be on the island with us, thanks so much for bringing the bows. Yeah, this and... is great. There's heaps oh, of us on the island gonna now. It's going to be a fun island now. It's, it's fun. Like, it's like a party island. Now it is a holiday. <laughs> yeah. This is like Scooby-Doo, that film where they're on an island. It's a party island. Oh, oh now I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining, I was going to say it's like we're like on Ibiza or something. but That's probably better, yeah. We're at Lindsay Lowen's Beach Club. Oh, great, but there's only the nine of us invited, including Carl. Thank you so much, Carl. Thanks, Carl. I would like to thank from Lancaster in Pennsylvania... I'd like to thank a beautiful triptych of names, Benjamin Dalton Joles. Oh, BDJ. Oh, BDJ. BDJ is fantastic. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get BDJ to bring a bocce set. Oh, I love a bit of bocce or bulls. Or bulls. I, I say bocce, but I think bulls. Do you know what I mean? You know, are you familiar with this game? No. For anyone who's not familiar, including Jess, uh, it's when you, you throw out uh, a target, which is an, a small ball, usually called a jack or a jill, and then you have a, a series of uh, metal-weighted balls and you have to throw them and the closest to the jack wins. Oh, I know what bocce is. I thought maybe balls was a different game. No, very similar. So it's basically throwing lawn balls, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can play it kind of anywhere. Yeah. I, I thought on cool. the beach would be fun. You can throw those heavy balls up and they just like smush down into the sand. Yeah. That'd be good fun. I love the smush. Thanks so much for bringing a leisurely game along BDJ. Yeah, Appreciate BDJ. that. It's always fun when someone brings out like a hacky sack or something yeah. when you're out and you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that, but cool, thanks. It's great when people think of really practical things to keep us alive on the island, Uber but also eats. it's like it can't be all practical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've got our entertainment officer, Benjamin Dalton Joles, right here. That's yeah, right. That's fine. We've thanks got our hunter, botch. Carl Stevens. Uh, and we also have. From Bremerton in Washington State, it's Alexander Nyangi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, you backed away from the mic on the surname there. Alexander, why did I jump in here? <laughs> Alexander, G and N, like Nat, right? It's a silent G. So I'm going to say Alexander Nyangi. 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 Nyagi. Like gnocchi. So for people at home, it's G N E G Y. So I love when people's names don't have a vowel. <laughs> Alex said, 
Ganegi. I'm sure he's gotten Ganegi before. Yeah, I'm sure. It's probably very annoying. But Sorry, thank you, Alex. There's a vowel right in the middle there, but I'd love to buy a couple more if I could. <laughs> and I think he's brought uh, with him a uh, home viewer's uh, version of Wheel of Fortune. Great. Yeah. Top dollar. Top dollar. He, he won it by going on the show once, and now he's, it's his prized possession, so he's brought it with him. That's you, great. Do you ever watch it? The the show Wheel of Fortune. No, I the only crowd would see it. So when... they'd spin the wheel, and I, this might only have been in the nineties when I would have seen it. Uh, obviously, as a kid, during the day, they'd spin the wheel, and then people in the audience would be yelling out, "Top dollar, <laughs> top dollar!" <laughs> Every spin. Yeah. No, wow, that's annoying. It was real weird. Top dollar. Just like the uh, the funny uncles in the crowd, I guess. It's going to be a lot of fun yelling that on the beach when we're playing. <laughs> Top dollar. Yeah, that is going I wonder to be if that fun. was the the American version has the same. Probably. Top dollar. We get everything. Top we get dollar. everything. All our great cultural mm. uh, stuff comes from over there. Our cultural stuff. Yeah, I'm a linguist. <laughs> uh, I'd also love to thank from Chicago, Illinois, Charlie Habar or <laughs> Habert. Wait, is it, I know. Which one's the one? Uh, English. Pronouncing's weird, and Americans just do it phonetically, right? That's how it normally goes. Hubert, you're thinking. Hubert. I reckon Americans would say Hubert, and Brits would say Haber. Habit. Habert. It's a great name. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie. What, Jess, what has Charlie brought along with him? Charlie has brought with him enough pairs of comfortable shoes for all of us. Oh, and all nice. our dads. And our dads. Our dads aren't with us, but if we ever get off the island, we've got a present for dad. Has he got like a full shoe shop with him? No. <laughs> Just but, enough for us. Is that one pair each or? No, enough to last us. So he's got extras for us, well, but we clearly... can only have them when we've destroyed the other ones, we really worn them down. He's clearly just brought everyone a pair of the boots that I'm wearing now that I've been wearing nearly every day for eight years. RMs? RM Williams, baby. Yes, but he also can replace the souls if we need them. My old man's an RM man as well. He'll reply, yeah, replaces. He's got a pair that he's worn for a couple of decades, I reckon. He's had to replace the souls a couple of times, but they. Mm, I've done this. The, I've done the heel. Heel, sorry, yeah. Heel a few times so far. Yeah, Dave's got a high heel added to right. him. Mm. Oh, high. of course. Well, I do so, have a little heel, a little cute. Charlie, that is a more practical one, but Charlie. also. So helpful. Oh, I mean, barefoot. I mean, everyone's loving you. Yeah, yeah, big time. And they're like they're cool shoes. Like we're all in like Nikes, you know. Oh wow, oh. we're we're sponsored on this we trip. Look sick. Nice. We look fucking cool. Wow. Hell I yeah. I mean, we're dying, but we look cool we as look shit. Good in our air pumps or whatever they're called. Playing yeah. the piano. <laughs> yeah. Dying of starvation. Playing with some. No, we're not dying of starvation. I got. I got Uber Eats, what do you want? We're playing cards and spinning around on the map. What do I don't want? know if what they do know eat? how to. What do you want to eat? Uh, could I please get, I'd love to get uh, maybe some Indian, maybe a kofta. Yep. Uh, with a, a garlic naan. Absolutely. No problem. That'd Done. It's on its way. Dave, what do you want? Um, can I have an Indian kofta with a plain naan? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course. Thanks. It's on its way. Charlie, what do you want? Some sort of. Tweet me. I'll get it for you. All right, so that hard. Okay. All right, nice. Can I thank some people? Yes, please. I would like to thank from Phoenix, Arizona. Ah, the round mound of rebound town. Nice. He's in Phoenix. Well, he played for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, cool. I'd like to thank 
Victoria Kodak. Oh, yes. Kodak. Victoria Kodak is a very nice name. It's a great name. She has brought us all disposable cameras. Oh, thank you. But you already brought a camera. My phone? Yeah. It's not disposable, is it? She would have been. She would have been. She's been waiting for a year to have her name read out. She's like, please don't do a, don't do a camera thing. Please oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, thing. Victoria. But All also, right. that's a great name. What Can brand you... of disposable cameras has she brought? Olympus. <laughs> nice. Nice. Because you're sponsored by Nike and Olympus. Sorry, Victoria, if you if you were sick of that. But also, lean into it like Luigi. <laughs> it's fine. Go with it. It's cool. It's better than fine. Uh, it's we, we can't. Are they waterproof? Those waterproof. Oh yeah, we got some really great photos of us like snorkeling. That's fun. Yeah, there'll be listeners who don't know what disposable camera means because they're oh they're so young. Yeah. Oh. it's been quite a while since anyone did. Yeah, I haven't had one since primary school. <laughs> yeah, and I'm twenty eight. Yeah, you're old. Fuck. You're old AF compared to some of the three Youths. and four year old listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We value their feedback, though. Yeah. It's all written in crayon, but it's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, finally, I'd like to also thank from Arundel in Queensland. Oh, back home. Bonnie Dixon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Country Bonnie singer, Dixon. superstar Bonnie mm. Dixon, mm. I assume. Oh, right. <laughs> Sounds like it, right? Definitely. Bonnie Dixon. And Bonnie has brought... A fiddle. A fiddle. Well, that's better than mine. We've almost got a whole band. Why? What were you going to say? The Matrix on DVD. <laughs> How, what are we going to watch it on? I just love it. Everyone's on my like, laptop, I guess. All right. What have we got, everyone? Oh, I've got, I've got archery. Oh, I've got bulls. Like, oh, okay. I've got The Matrix on DVD. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Does your laptop, did you also bring an external uh, disk drive? Because no. Yeah, so we can't even watch it. But I do, I, do have, I do have access to Netflix and... So, but like, what do we? We can just use Bonnie's DVD cover as a Frisbee. plate. Frisbee, yeah, uh, no, you use it to signal planes. Oh yeah. Oh, Bonnie, Bonnie. Bonnie actually saves the day after all. And then, oh. and on the helicopter home, she's playing her fiddle in a very celebratory I style. I feel like a real dick. Yeah, that, that's that'll There's teach a lesson me. in this somewhere. I just can't figure out what it is. Nah, I don't know. I don't Sorry know. about not judging a DVD cover. No, nah, that can't be it. Hmm. Mm. But thank you to everybody. Yeah, thanks to all the people. We'd love to be on a deserted island with our patrons, wouldn't we? Yeah, let's do it. In international waters. Oh, I'm t- it's still my dream to do a podcast in international waters. Can we make it happen? On a barge. Does, does anyone on a what? Have- on a barge. A barge. Barge. Does oh. anyone out there own a big boat? A super yacht. That's all I want. Tell me if you own a super yacht and can we use it for one day? Please, Dave, say please. Ple- oh, so sorry, please. I need this. And if anyone works in uh, touring American for podcasts. All right. Yeah. yeah so we'll put it, put it on the table. We're looking into going to America in 2019. Big dream of ours. We've been talking about it for ages. We've started looking into it. The visa side of things to go over there and perform because it's technically work looks like it's it's pretty tricky to put it mildly. Yeah, which we've known for a while, but the more we look into it, the harder it's. Yeah, to talking be. to our friend, a few friends that have been over there and stuff. So basically, we might need to go with some sort of tour company. Is that you? Can we a stay on your super yacht and b be brought over by your tour company? Let us know if you know anyone that has done that because it's not that many Aussie podcasts that have been over to America to do a tour, which we feel very fortunate that we want to do that, but we need to make it happen. Mm. 
Yeah. Jesus, I want to make it happen. I'm so keen to see a Railcats game live. Throw yes. that first pitch. If that tweet is legit. Anyway. So Matt was invited by the Gary Indiana Railcats to s- s- throw the first pitch. I'm daring not to dream as yet. I'm going to keep that in my pants for a little bit longer. Are you looking at me funny? It's not a turn of phrase. You're going to keep it in your pants? That's a different thing, isn't Please. it? No, but keep keep it in your pants. I'm going to keep my Railcat, my Gary Indiana Railcats... Uh, first pitch in my pants. Maybe we could bec- all become semi-professional baseball players and the Gary Indi- Indiana Railcats brings us over as like employees or something. Right. I love this. Yeah. It's like a promotional opportunity and then we do a couple of podcasts. We just happen to do a couple of podcasts. Feels like it's win, win, win. While yeah. we're also playing semi-professional baseball. Yeah. Hmm? I think they're full pros. Just independently. No, but oh, we're going to be Yeah, oh, we'll we're be not separate. good enough to be. They're not also podcasters, or maybe they are. I don't know. I don't know all of them, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, we, soon enough we'll know the boys and girls of the Gary and Indiana Railcats. Yeah. So basically you're putting that out there just in case if anyone's still listening at the end and they're like, actually, yeah, I know a company that could help you out or anyone that could help us out. Please do get in contact. Do go on pod at gmail.com, probably the best place to talk about an idea like that and all the links to our social medias are on dogoonpod.com basically we're at dogoonpod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and we're also on YouTube. We have a great time on YouTube. We, we really have a great do. time everywhere. We're we just, certainly we're do. We just have a great time. My friends. <laughs> well that does bring us to the end of the episode. Hopefully we'll see some of you soon in Adelaide and Melbourne for our live shows. Hopefully announcing a few more Aussie live shows soon so Stay tuned for that. But until next time, I'll say thank you for listening and I'll say goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.